I like making funny noises in bed, meaning <laughs> like when I get up, I'll go like, no. So you like when it's warm, you don't, you're not like, ooh, cold weather. Bianca, the reason I like warm weather. Yes is because I have what's known in the business as bad circulation. Mm. I'm not one of those white people who wear shorts in February. No. Wow. Like, I'm always cold. Um, I'm almost always cold. And then I have... And then and that's... I've been like... I thought I was like a bitch. And then I remembered when I was a little kid, you know when you pull your sleeves in? Yeah, <laughs> that was like my logo as a kid is me with no, with my arms in my. So I guess I'm not a bitch. I guess I've been a bitch. <laughs> you know, that's per every guy I've ever, ever been with is runs so hot. And I'm there's no cold guys out there. There's one cold, but it's right cold. Here. It's cold as fucking. It's right under your nose the whole time. <laughs> it's and cold. it was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> every time I leave, I'm like, I got to get out of here. It's freezing cold in your house. Yeah, well, that, I also think it's a white-black thing. What do you mean? White people, like, think it's brisk. Like, it's 69, 70. Right. They love it. Apparently, it's there weird. was a whole plot on Curvy Enthusiasm where, like, a, a runner in a season where when J.B. Smith lived with Larry, he kept turning the thermostat <laughs> up to 79, which when I heard about it, I laughed out loud. <laughs> Which is so fucking it's funny. so true. It's though. so like, funny. On the heat. Yeah. And so are you white? So guy? I like it's 73 in my house. When I'm in, when I check into a hotel, I'll put it at 76. I'm 80. 80, 85. It's crazy. 80, just constant. I, 80 with the breeze is like. A, a, what's the breeze? So I'll put on my heater and then I'll turn on the fan. All right, she's creating Try a little it. my it's my <laughs> co-host little ecosystem, <laughs> little eco. Um, the uh, yeah, the they I like it warm. You don't you don't like when it rains? You know oh, those people? No, I don't understand those people. No, Ireland Ooh. like well, you would breathe. I don't want. I want tropical weather all the time. But you don't go outside because it's not it's not warm enough. But you live in why well, live in Venice? Because Venice is colder. I agree, but. Hollywood has nothing but fucking creeps and pieces of shit. Uh, Lamert Park's open. Totally. It sounds black to me. It sounds a little blacker than I like. It than is. I'm comfortable Baldwin with. Hills, black Hollywood. Yeah, but that's, I don't like the location. I, I don't, I want to move, but I don't know where to. It's, I've been trying to help you and I feel like you're inconclusive. Well, I didn't give you enough love when you sent me the first batch on I, Zillow. That was a lot. It was a lot. And I, it was overwhelming. There were a few, like there was a few winners in there. You know, we're going to run a contest. <laughs> buy neil a new house pick neil's new house and i neil, have to neil. i have to and you have there. to oh that is the most neil whatever the price shit. no it would but we're by the way that. we're not doing what it's an arranged marriage what is a house yeah if you know how arranged marriages work better than real marriages it's a, yeah it's a, it's a, i would just i would i would grow to love it wherever i left over a certain neil. price you're gonna love it yeah, is it going to be, it's giant and yeah. nice, it's nice stuff. You're not going to be like, oh, not even me. <laughs> Who can go, uh, about, ah. Um, 
I didn't. The Golden Globes were last night. Yeah. And I didn't. I saw some highlights today. Um, and they didn't work well. Tina and Amy, the top was not, was kind of choppy. Well, they were in different. Yeah, which is like, just don't do it. Or, I, I mean, they were, they have a deal to do it for a couple years. So they did. What did they make fun of that? I was like, oh, that's Sia movie. <laughs> what they say? When they went in on the Sia movie, that was really funny. Uh, they they said, yeah, Sia's movie music is nominated for the biggest uh, flopperino. <laughs> like they just went in on the, the literally quote unquote flopperino. Flopperino. It was it was so fun. I was like, I felt my face doing in you you went autistic when you heard like, about it you turned into the character of music <laughs> no, no, and, no, 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 and no, no, had musical no, you're not gonna do that to me. Um, not gonna do that to me uh, but it was they talked about how bad the movie was in the opening wow like, <laughs> uh the, see is uh, if you don't know see made a movie called music and she did it was about an autistic child who who she the girl from dance mom's Dance mom and um, she and went Kate Hudson plays her mom, and this girl has hallucinations where she's or she's autistic, right? She, she's autistic, but she is not an autistic girl, so she went. So the problem was the actress wasn't autistic. Yes, and it's it's like again, it's not. I don't want to get into like it's wokeness gone awry, but it's it just makes it clear that like wokeness. It's just you're fucking you're fucked. If yeah. you try to play their game of inc- like the all thing and then it's and then to be a good movie on top of that and this and like the stack of things it has to be is incredibly difficult. And then they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Um the problem is so I disagree with you. I think it's I think it's comic rules. Like you can't make fun of it if you aren't somehow attached to it. You know, well, I have a number of race jokes that are pretty good, right? But you're, they're also so good. It's either has to be undeniably right. they have to amazing, be so crazy good, or so yeah. crazy good, or you have to be. I remember I watched there was like some Kill Tony I was working, and a guy got up there and just made fun of breast cancer survivors. I remember. You I think that. I told you. Yeah. I remember thinking, but the who said it? Maybe it was Sinbad or somebody made that point. Like you aren't a breast cancer survivor. So it feels really, you make everyone feel bad in the audience to laugh at what you're saying because we don't feel like we can. Yeah. There's no like, is this cool? If you were a breast cancer survivor, then it's like, okay, we can laugh with you. So I think it's the wokeness. But how, uh, so how? What? It's autistic. So an autistic person has to write. I mean, it's just how much autism do you need in the in the inclusion was there any person but the thing is she's so in the movie that there were these dance numbers and they were yeah. supposed to represent an episode like a sensory kind of yeah. episode and so then i went to some um the times i've had autism that's not that check out <laughs> gosh so i follow i started looking at the reviews from these um kind of instagrams run by people with autism mm-hmm. high functioning you know what i mean yeah. like they could have had input. Hold on, we're getting a oh. call. Oh, ding dong. From a Golden Globe participant. Ugh. People think I don't know nobody. Take your mask off. Who is that? What's that now? <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, everybody. 
I'm not. You're not gonna catch anything from me. Take off your mask. Yeah, where are you? I'm just. I'm just. I don't know. I'm in my house. Sit so <laughs> You're in your house. You know, it's funny. You know what? A, a, uh, relaxing. Give me the phone. Okay. You know what? Um, winning a Golden Globe should automatically get you the vaccine shot of your choice. No, for black reasons. Wait, I have one question. For black reasons. For for black reasons, you can't confirm or deny that you want the the vaccine. For black reasons, bro. (laughs) No, I know you're you're right. You're smart. You're getting very political. Wait, I have one question. Hold on. Bianca has one question. I have one question. What is your question, Bianca? I have a question. question. Okay, how many Daniel Kaluuya's does it take to work a microphone? Because your mic was out. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're. I didn't see it. You're. Did you hit mute? Who fucked up your audio? I don't know who did that. Like that wasn't me. I was, I was just living my life. Like, oh, you were all right. Like, I was. I was. Oh, how could? Like the person that's getting the, like the person that's waiting to receive the award or not shouldn't be the person that takes the mic. Should yeah, that shouldn't really be your responsibility. Why is that my responsibility. <laughs> Did you? I think someone's saying, like, "Oh, I, I didn't put them out," and I'm like, "That's not my res- what, like." So I have to go yeah, unmute. No, it's like there's a whole. This is MB. What, what, what station is it? NBC, you know? NBC. Yeah. Like someone's got to unmute, you know? Like, um, why is it on? Why is it on me? I like. I played totally. a, like. Play, let's. Like, I played an activist. Let someone else like unmute. Right, right. Like, yeah, did, you I shouldn't have job. to. Job, you got to mute your job. unmute like, yourself too. I, yeah. I, I did my job, so I'm thinking. You know, let's like let's share the load here. You know let's share the load. Let's balance it out. Because you know it's just a lot on my shoulders, isn't it? To so just unmute, just your unmute. Just like, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm yeah. In them kind of moments. You know what yeah. So it's what. But I know, I know. I can't even say anything. That. But yeah, yeah. Shout me offline, innit? Shout me offline. Yeah. All right. I'll hit you. I'll hit you I'll later. You on the front line, offline, but uh, <laughs> online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking matrix. This shit is crazy. So I have to keep, I have to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other Agents shit. Agents are everywhere. But no, mad love, yeah. Hi, bro. Bye, Daniel. Long life. Long life. Long life. That's great. That's a great. What a good. Wasn't that a good fucking? That was a great surprise guest. Neil, full surprises, this guy. Uh, You know what I mean? Is that our last and only surprise? Well, I've invited another um, relevant Hollywood figure. Wow. Neil Mm. like comes back with a mustache. Hello, it's It's Norjo. Uh, a relevant Hollywood figure this week, oh, um, but uh, I mean not whatever. Like it's a, it's a big week yeah. for people. It is. It's certain people. It's a big week for them, and I wanted one of them to come on and talk about it just quickly. Um, I so I didn't see the Golden Globes. Was he muted the whole time? Well, he started right, and he goes like, right, right, and then <laughs> Laura Dern is like. like Ooh, okay. Ooh, unfortunately, Daniel has some technical difficulties, and we just we wish him the best. And then he goes like, "Wait, you did me dirty. You did me dirty. Uh uh-uh, oh, no, you did me dirty." And then they let him do his speech, but yeah. like they were like walking, like Laura Dern left. They were moving on, and then he was like, "No, motherfucker." Oh, that's let me funny. do my like it was. That's great. It was done. And then he was like, no, I'm doing my speech. What the fuck? It's not my fault. It it's muted. hard. You wouldn't know it as an American, but he's from, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like from council estates. 
He's not, which is the the hood. It's the yeah. projects, but. Americans be like, well, he must be royalty. Oh, yeah, Americans are With like, that accent. Nigerian prince. <laughs> yeah, like... What? It's not Nigerian. Um, I'll say this for Kaluuya, who I know he was a Champs fan, uh-huh. and we just had lunch one day. Uh, and now he comes to the store pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, good tipper, right? Good guy. Great. Great. I don't disclose, but... Great. He's in the... Don't, he's in the oh, you, that's right. You don't... Off the air, she'll tell me. Off the air. Um, <laughs> uh, he did me dirty. <laughs> Um, he is, uh, but he's a good dude. And the thing in that movie, you know what his, a lot of his appeal is? He's got perfectly symmetrical eyes. He's got like. It's a nice face. Fucking smooth skin. He's got really sweet eyes. How deep was his lunch, you guys? It was, it turned into (laughs) dinner. Um, Uh, and it was Sweet dicks. Eyes. It was dicks. Dicks <laughs> reserved. Uh, no, he's got like really fucking nice. Yeah, they catch the light. Good. Yeah, in a, that's exactly right. Like in a way that you, if you met him, you'd be like, I don't know. And then when you certain people you see on camera, and you're like, what? What in the fuck? Um, but it's sad that people have to wear masks inside. <laughs> it's like that's how from council estates he is. <laughs> He's still, he it's the pandemic. He doesn't trust it. He don't trust it. I, that's very funny that he can't say that he he likes or dislikes the vaccine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he's not wrong. Right. People just jump on you, whatever He's way not you wrong. Go. So yeah. it's like, just don't say anything. Yeah, just say nothing. Um, um, the Golden Globes were uh, awkward because usually they'll show the five, six, mm-hmm. and then when I win, it's like, ah. Oh. And yeah. then it zooms into me, but it was just still showed everyone. So they were like during the during their speeches, during yeah. other people's speeches. Yeah, Gilly. It was so bad. It was good for like thank you Jesus for this morsel of entertainment, but it wasn't good for the show. So somebody won, and I think maybe it was Amanda Seyfried. But I don't know. They were still on camera, so she was like, "And thank you to all my fellow like nominees," and they were like, "Yeah." They, it was so they, It was fake. like, obviously they didn't mean it. It was just like, you're still on, even though you're disappointed. It was just, yeah. it was just funny. It was funnier than, it's like, I don't know. And then they're all in their living rooms. And yeah. Then you start thinking, did we need the awards? I don't, but the, I watched <laughs> the half of Tina and Amy's monologue and I was like, just don't do the shit. I mean, like, we, Celebrity won't be here, but first responders are here, and now you're at risk. <laughs> it just seemed like, well, are they outside? Are they doing anything to mitigate the risk for these people? Um, and uh, I don't, I couldn't tell. No, I will say they weren't spreading um, uh, aerosol through laughter, though. From what I could see, <laughs> they weren't a great crowd. Um, but you know, that's not what they're there for. They're there for. Um, because they're heroes. Uh, well, yeah, and then some of the why? Okay, you're 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 a TV guy. Uh-huh. Uh, why is comedy and musicals in the same fucking category? Because hey, it's the Hollywood foreign press, and it's from what I understand, it's it's a fake organization. <laughs> like it's there's eighty six people. It's lit- no, it's all press from not America. And they just figured that's out a the way. Globes. Oh, Globes. Ho- no, but the Hollywood Foreign Press, that's who gives it away. So it's the foreign press. 
So they're not like they're not legitimate, but they they give it away for uh, a little bit fishy reasons. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm wondering. Did they give it TV again? Because Sandberg won for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I wanted to say, like, I'll give you all a uh, hundred bucks if you can name his character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It, the Golden Globes seems, they're weird. They're yeah. weird. There's weird reasons for, every, I, they, so, and then they had this one part where <laughs> it looked like a, like a Tim and Eric special. It was a German and a lady from India and someone else from, I forgot, sorry. And they were like, we are doing everything to be inclusive and we haven't gone far enough. And it's like, they just did this thing, basically saying we're, the we, problem. we have not brought in enough black people. Yeah. And we're really sorry. But it was, it's still in this box of a superficial award ceremony. You know what I mean? So now it feels, feels authentic at all. Yeah. It just is, it was in the, in a meta way, it was very funny. But it was not. It was just awkward. Seems awkward. And I it's just. I, I just seem like, like his point. Like it's. It would be better if it were, a like, not he could be married and you want the approval of hot women live, and yeah. women want to look be glamorous and desirable on a red carpet with human bodies looking at them. So the point of it, it just all seems so forced and and unnecessary well and now no shade to my international folks mm -hmm. but we race in this country is already very complicated not to me but go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> um but uh when you go outside of this country it's it can be 1955 in a lot of places you know in yeah. terms of Judgment on black people, immigration problems. It's 1955 in most of America. And then in certain parts of the world, it's 1655. <laughs> <laughs> like not even. It's just like, I, I don't even get mad at the racism I experienced traveling. It's like, no, you black girl there. It's like, uh, it's so like, I'm not going to fight all these people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very, it's, it's so, um, I guess there's a lot of ignorance, like what we would call ignorance around the world that I, I'm not surprised when we look at the nominees of the Hollywood foreign press. Like it's not diverse. It's really, it's, it really, the funny thing is it's going to be hard. I guess Francis McDormand won last night, but I was going to say, it's going to be hard for a white person uh, to win you just see for them. a while. For the next five years, it's going to be hard for a, it got harder Neil, the nominees weren't established last year. They were established this year. And it was George all white. It was all white still? Oh, is the whole thing is white. The whole That's thing very is funny. white. God That's bless why you. I was like, God you know bless what? you for holding firm. Stay. And then they're like, we really need a change. It's like, you can't, you had a year to yeah. do, to, now we're just announcing we should start to change. I don't care, but I'm not surprised that that was the nominees of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. want to talk shit, but yeah, I get that. Um, it's yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, well, what about the Oscars? Did they come out yet? The nominees. No. They better hurry up, though. Isn't it soon? <laughs> they better it's hurry literally up in two weeks. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe they did. They must have. 
I don't, I didn't know. Announced. Shortlist announced. What are they, didn't they move it up to February? Guys, it's March 1st. <laughs> didn't they move it up? You guys fucked up. You guys missed your own you deadline. Know, I, I went to the last Oscars, the last real Oscars, mm. just so everyone mm. knows. Uh, nobody knows. Um, did Keenan do Pierre Car- Escargot? No, and I, I didn't watch enough. I Look up Keenan Thompson, Golden Pierre Gold. Escargot. Pierre Escargot is hilarious. Did you I write that? I will tell you the story of Pierre Escargot. Oh, oh my second. God. All that tea is so much better than Give so me, if he did, give me my flowers. <laughs> give me my fucking, give me some money okay. and give me my flowers. Here's the story of Pierre Escargot. First year of all that. Uh, okay, this is kind of how life works and show business. Okay. So I'm working for a casting director on Singled Out, right? Yes. Um, yes, and we, I'm partially responsible for bringing Jenny McCarthy into our <laughs> lives. And next door, it just in the office, um, so I was working with the casting director. All the writers on Singled Out quit. Still don't know why. Really? I mean, it's because of bad show, but they, whatever. Um, I was then promoted to writer's assistant, but there were no writers. <laughs> Wait, all of them quit? Yeah. Uh, this is on the pilot. So I wrote on the pilot for Singled Out. Next door was a sketch show, start, a kid's sketch show. And in the office was uh, Dan Schneider and Brian Robbins, who had been on the sitcom head of the class in the 80s and 90s, so I recognized him, whatever. Started talking to Dan Schneider about sketches. At that point, I think I knew, I knew Jay Moore, who was on Saturday Night Live, whatever. Um, long story short, they're like, do you want to pitch for our show? Because we're building, we're creating a writing staff. Uh, I said yes, and I pitched, I was 20, and I pitched a sketch called, this may be our other special guest, nope, god damn it. Um, uh, I pitched, when I was like 20 or 21, I pitched a guy named, who taught Spanish, named Paco Delicious. (laughs) Okay? Paco. Paco Delicious. I don't get the job. Okay. Then, but two buddies of mine get the job and they tell me about PRS Cargo and I'm like, huh. Okay. That's interesting. It basically, he took it. And made it French. Made it French. And, but here's the punchline, hired me the next year. So, so is it satisfying enough or is it like... No, well, you know, it's me. So nothing satisfying no, enough. Roll the decks um, of it's, but agony. Put it on my grievance pile. <laughs> Give me my pots. Thank you. Well, the fucking Will was on top of it. Will! I wasn't even warned. It's almost like if you just pay attention to the show, you can have the sound effects right. Neil, don't give him a compliment. It's a double. It's, again, play Give Me My Pods again uh, at yourself. Just play it for yourself. There you go. That's just for you. Um, And so... So, uh, give me my flowers and put my flowers in my pots. Put my Pierre Escargot... uh, so I want to smell my flowers, put them on my pots. Did we have a confrontation with Dan at any point about this? No, we never really talked about it. Um, but it's fine. 
Does it like, happen or is it kind of that fucked up? doesn't happen? No, that's fucked up. Okay. That's like demonstrably wrong. Like, no, that's absolutely no. wrong. Like if someone sends in their work of their pit or yeah. they're like, that you know. doesn't happen very, you, it legally it's too dicey. Well, but yeah, I was if like you a send 20, in, 21 year old kid. So I, if we send in, if I, if you're going out for a job and you send in a writing package or like yeah. whatever they ask you to do. Right. Yeah. And they don't hire you, but you see your writing. Okay. Here's the issue with that. They sometimes they won't hire you, mm-hmm. and another writer pitches the sketch on your staff. What do you do? Wait, sorry, no. What do you mean? Uh, I pitch. Let's say I pitch Paco Delicious, uh-huh. and then my buddies Kevin and Heath, who got the job, pitch Paco Delicious, but not literally Paco, but Something a similar, similar premise. Similar premise. Yeah. They don't know what I pitched. So is the show then prevented from doing their sketch? Okay. Because no. that happens all the time. Like right. I, I told you a joke before we started rolling that, that you were we know, like, yeah, I did it on Saturday. It fucking crushed. So I, is someone, could someone else write it? Yeah. But so I don't think they're a thief though. But if you send in something and then you see it, like for example, in, in um, commercial editions. That happens a lot actually. Where say, I'll see somebody say something I'm like, I, is, I, there was somebody said something that I was like, if I'm, I was going to get his Venmo or her yeah. Venmo from my casting director to see if I could just give them money. Well, because a lot of times, you know, there's like a trend where people are like, don't improv in yeah. those commercials, in the commercial auditions, because they won't hire you, but they will take your cool little like button mm-hmm. you put and you'll see it end up on the commercial. Yeah. So is that, do I get a writing credit? You don't. I don't. But if I direct it, you're you kind get, of fucked up. You get eighty dollars. I'm kidding. No, you get. But why not just hire me? You know. Uh, because somebody else is better looking. That's show, so. Show that's business. what it is. It's like it's better energy, better you know whatever. So we like appealing, the thing you said. Okay. Better eyes, better kinder eyes. Mind yeah. you, I, I book things, so it's not so, personal. Story. Uh, I'm just uh, saying. Especially when you're how a director. How do we? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So didn't I just wanted that grievance? I had to air that grievance. Okay. Um, what else? Let's keep going. And and that I that Daniel called in, so that's good. That's taken care of. Dan. And uh, and what else? I didn't. But yeah, it just seemed like just give it a give it a second with the award shows. I I know that they want to be funny if they did two years in one year. And it was like you just yeah. It's a it's tough, a, it's a tough competition. This year. <laughs> Sorry, you're not Daniel. You're not even getting nominated. <laughs> um, did you see Black Messiah? Yeah. The you know my my hardest time I had with it was not comparing it to Malcolm X. Interesting. Like there were points where it just you're just my brain just For goes sure. to Malcolm X and is doing like what the death like right. Malcolm's assassination day sequence versus theirs. Like it was just. You can't. It's impossible it's, not to. It's impossible not to, but it, you, you it's won't not going to make you like the movie more. No. I will say it compares favorably in a lot of instances. Right. And I. It wasn't a blowout, meaning no, it's like one no. isn't way better than the other. I, I like how unforgiving Judas is the whole time. Not Judas, but you know, whatever. Un, uh, un, unrepentant, you mean? Like, yeah, what's his face? Um, Lakeith. Lakeith, yeah. He just was like, I'm uh, in this for me. Like, I yeah. got to I gotta do this. And you didn't see as much um, internal struggle as you'd think there would be. 
that somebody pointed out that the FBI guy had more struggle than Lakeith. Uh, that would make sense because I did wonder how, because it was years with these people, yeah, you know, and years in it yeah. and fighting for it, and actually seemed like he did kind of believe it's they did a dream sequence. They did a dream sequence. They I did, thought they it was did great. shit enough. I actually thought it was great. I just assumed the guy was more just like some people, no matter what. Just situ- because of the way his life ended? You think he was conflicted? <laughs> well, no, not that. I just mean some people are sometimes, regardless of morals or were they, and were they, what their orientation is or what their worldview is, sometimes they're like, I'm in this for me. I'm going to go to jail if I don't do this. So I, yeah. that's what I care about. So I just thought that was the true kind of struggle with FBI guy. He's just like, whatever's going to get me out of trouble. Yeah, I had an idea for a uh, like a completely unrepentant. That's what people love about Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, of course. He's the greatest because he just he's like eight mm, people and was like, beans. all right, well, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> this movie's over. I'm gonna go. I'm literally does a sketch ending. Like I'm gonna go. Right. I have a, I'm meeting an old friend for dinner. <laughs> he literally ending. has a fucking <laughs> sketch ending line. I'm meeting an old friend for dinner <laughs> yeah. and then walks away and you're like, fucking, oh, I love Hannibal. <laughs> but like a guy, like, it's just that narcissists never learn anything. Right. They don't fucking learn anything. They, they go, they, their last thoughts are like, I was great at this. I and wish he was die. a little more narcissistic, I think. Lakeith? Yeah. Just in that dig movie. it in. Well, more. yeah. If he had just been like, nah, I mean, if he would have had to be like Don King. <laughs> But yeah, it would have been enjoyable. Uh, but no, the movie was really good and it was pretty. And honestly, his scenes that he had to do, those long speeches, filling. Daniel, yeah, that was, he did great with that. That looked I, like fun to do. Once you memorize those once lines. You, once the nerves of like, yeah. let me be prepared. Once you memorize those lines, like you're fucking, that's a, uh, uh, like you're fucking like really that's a fun scene to do. Also, not so few people get to do that. Talk to a crowd and have them hang on. I know it's acting, but even no, in the middle, work. it's going it to feel very. Yeah, yeah, it works. That's what I'm saying. Human. Right. It, it's like that's way better than even if they were on his close up and right. they were like, should we clear out the actors? Probably like, Mm-mm. yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And, you know, not being from this country and it being like Fred yeah. Hampton. I That's so much pressure. And the yeah. fact that he did it is like impressive they should have the only scene i would have added was a 21st birthday scene at the beginning of the movie because you yeah, can't you believe forget, he's 21 you, you forget yeah but you know um so so there you go so um covid is flat so we're moving on, moving so on. Pack moving your bags. on. we're moving on uh covid's flat in a bad way it's plateauing at like an insanely high number, seven around seventy thousand a week, or seventy thousand a day of infection, and because people think we're done, this is the problem. I mean, this is where human beings are impossible. Because on the one hand, I'm like we're kind of done, yeah, and on the other hand, I'm done. like we're not. We're, what are you guys doing? On we're the not other done? hand, put no, your no, mask no, no, on no, in your no, house. No. Everybody's got senioritis yeah. with with COVID, and they're they're, you know, who it's going to kill. Ironically enough, seniors. 
Um, but the uh, I don't even know what to make of it, other than it's don't do don't give people COVID. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is now I think the vaccine pool is way bigger. So yeah. if you work in the well, the industry, numbers on se- actually, ironically enough, seniors is down like off a cliff. Yeah, in terms of death and even infection, I think. Um, now it's just meat packers, which is great. I which know. I'm excited. I'm kidding. No, no they, uh, I did you see that John Oliver? Yeah. Again, I was gonna post it and write like, I know you guys love your meat. Is this a reason? <laughs> Oliver did a long uh, story about just how awful the working conditions are it's at so meatpacking plants before COVID. Yeah, and then COVID, COVID makes it, just, it even worse. And it's, it's like, guys, eh, you're still like, sorry, bro. Okay. Now you're, I realize everything I watch ends up in me being a piece of shit now. <laughs> everything I, every documentary, I'm like, so, huh, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I literally listened to a audio uh, article from the New York Times about the points guy, the guy who just did freaking flyers. And then at the end, it ends up, I'm the piece of shit. <laughs> Somehow, I'm a piece of shit because I have an, uh, a premium credit card that works with points. And what happens is they raise the price everywhere else in stores to cover the cost of the credit card fee and poor people pay the price. So that <laughs> that is the story of how I'm a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, meat packers are still getting popped. You know what I, my takeaway is not yours is meat eaters. Eh? Mine is white people wash your fucking meat. It's disgusting. The guy pissed hmm. right where he was standing and continued to dice up the chicken and your people would just throw down a pot. Give him my pots. It's appropriate. <laughs> it works in, in triple so meaning. In triple meaning. Um, so yeah, lots I don't, of lessons yes, learned. Fine. I'm saying why that which the reason I became a vegetarian in the first place is because I it's bad for people. The meat industry is bad for people. I don't care about animals, especially now. <laughs> uh, Spirit so Padre funny. does, but I don't. It's, it's like a, it's a, an unintended consequence. Like, um, so just the get, find a reason, people that are like, sorry, bro. Yeah, just find a reason. The problem is though, it's how the big meat industries are run. Because I have friends who are they they are part of the Black Farmers Union, and they have little plots of land where they do these small farms. Um, around California and the that meat is fresh and that meat is not impacting, you know, the environment like like the major industries, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a way if you, to eat meat. I just, it's a premium. You want to pay a premium to eat like low impact meat on the environment? Yeah, but it's, that's still the, it, that uh, ignores the carbon from their, from the methane. From their farts, no matter how you raise them, right? Well, then that, wouldn't that the, just be the green? That's the greenhouse gas from right. the meat industry is farting, which is, of course, it's all. But there's other issues with. <laughs> of course, it, that goes without saying. That's the funniest thing that ever happened. But that cow farts are going to kill us. I why cow farts are not human fart? Like why is it only uh, because they what they eat and how they digest it? And interesting. Maybe although maybe they've just never measured 
what com- what human farts consist of. <laughs> Guys, come on by. <laughs> um, so COVID, rest in power, Kang. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of rest and power, Kang. Tiger Woods. Tiger Kang. Somebody did a very, buddy of mine did a very simple joke. Come on. Every once in a while, Tiger likes to remind us that he is Asian. (laughs) Stupid. Just a very simple joke. I don't want to say who wrote it because I don't want him to get any kind of canceled or even inconvenienced. Um, Tell me later. But... It's a, yeah, I won't say. Um, the yeah, Tiger Woods has now jumped out of, <laughs> he's jumped the the Greek shark, meaning the shark, the shark, sharkerus. He's okay. jumped the uh, shark, shark, sharkalopolis because he was, his life was a Greek tra- tragedy, mm. right? He's like fucking a prodigy and then he gets right. and he's a sex addict, whatever. Um, and then he gets his wife in an accident and fall from grace and all that stuff. Like, Greek tragedy. Then he gets better and gets into a car accident at 7 in the morning. <laughs> it's like, that's just fucking, no. That doesn't work plot-wise. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just like... Wow, Neil, you're even, like, critical of fucking Of life. Plot. It's bad writing. Um, it's bad writing like my dreams are bad writing. Horrible writing. What do you mean? What do you dream about? I Pretty much every night somebody lauren michaels is mad at me that's my dream that's five so nights a week weird it, i've had it before i knew him before i ever worked at the time for that? a week no because it's un it's something embarrassing about it <laughs> it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing i did it on twitter that like i think dreams are stupid because most of my dreams are like charlie chaplin's mad at you and that's funny and true-ish but it's way more specific to the point where i woke up yesterday morning was like i had another snl dream like it's crazy what about when you've actually worked on snl i'm sure i had snl dreams did is it worse or is it just steady no then i have mad tv dreams (laughs) it's weird um no it just makes no sense and i've had it for so long my and they're not what they're just i'm usually in joe's office or Seth's office, they yeah. they 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 same office, and somebody's mad at me. It's Maybe. Lauren, and I just hear the rumor, and then and then it's morning. Is it crippling like no. anxiety? Or? No, it's just like fuck. <laughs> or it sometimes I have a good point. It's stupid. It's literally just my grievances in 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 dream form. They've just taken the form of Lauren. Yeah, Michaels. they just it means it's just general work anxiety. At a job I don't have, and when I do have it, I'm decent at it. Right. So, doesn't make sense. That's really funny. That's why the the brain is stupid. Uh, so, Tiger Woods, obviously, heel and power. <laughs> Kang. Um, the, all the players wore red shirts. It was cute. Kind of cute. For what? For Tiger. All the golfers oh, wore, his wore the target, red. Oh, yeah. his target outfit? His, yeah, but his, his is blood red. 
<laughs> so it's a different kind of different thing. Um, it's platelet rich. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on this other than yeah, I didn't even Native know Americans asked the Jeep company to stop saying calling the, calling it the Cherokee. Um, which uh, you know, I guess not Native Americans, the Cherokee Nation. It'd be Cherokee. funny if a different. If the Seminoles said it. Right. <laughs> like, hey, wait, the Cherokees were upset. The Sioux. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, your mom's upset. Um, uh, well, or shit, just cut me a little slice or cut of me, this. Or cut me some slack, Jack. That's the thing. We think uh, native names are free game. Yeah. I mean, I said it a couple weeks ago. The, the fact that we name it after them. People that we slaughtered, but they put up a hell of a fight. <laughs> yeah, so they so now we we're gonna pay tribute to you with naming a car after you <laughs> and making so Pretty much money yeah. off your back. Yeah, if they named it, I mean, it, we'll, I, they could have named it. I don't think they if, make a dime off of the calling it the Cherokee. They na- they make it off of the seat. They make it from the actual car. But if they called it Will Rogers. They will the whoever runs that name is going to have an issue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So or I have a great Will Rogers scoop. Okay, come on. Ironically enough, fifty year old tea going to it is old man tea. Old man tea. <laughs> old um, man tea is so it good. Is, I'm I'll save it. What? Because it's I'm it's in me and Kevin Kevin's documentary. Okay. Kevin Hart's documentary. All right. But, it's 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 fucking hilarious okay it's like just bad like he got he he should have been he should have done been canceled yeah i knew i i've heard rumblings because i remember googling who the fuck is will rogers when i first moved to la he's everywhere yeah and mm, seems like some old white people shit they're like let's honor this hilarious okay (laughs) okay no it's fucking what he did was hilarious and his defense was actually funnier than the first thing he did. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, now, this is a huge story. <laughs> Latino, lat, Latinx, Latinxies love Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry opened this weekend and um, and starring Colin Jost for some reason. Why? <laughs> Why is Jost in it? I don't, he, it's not really, it's about a young couple and Joe's plays, it's at a hotel and yeah, I don't fucking know. It's like a weird Muppets. Yeah. The good news is when Joe, they filmed in London and when Joe's was there, I, him and Jimmy Carr went out uh, for a nice <gasps> night. Um, now here's the interesting, Latinx 16 to 18% of the population and wouldn't you know it, they are 35% of the audience for Tom and Jerry. Um, nobody understands it someone wrote is um our tom and jerry uh cartoon morrissey (laughs) (laughs) if you know what that means oh my god that's uh mexicans in la i think just no 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 even in mexico love morrissey they love no one knows why they they can't even really tell you why they just they love morrissey they love them um and uh so <laughs> tom and jerry i mean it's someone said they'd like tom and jerry because it translate i mean a mouse it certain cartoons like that just 
travel well because it's well, just been around really forever. simple. Yeah. What was the one? Wasn't there a very now that I look at it problematic Latino mouse? Rod- Rodrigo, what was his name? I like Ricky I like Ricardo. What I'm Go ahead. No, he's like I'm nee 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 nee. Fuck, I don't want to uh, keep. I don't want to keep riffing. Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. Not. I don't know, but he seems to have problems. It was Speedy. based on the. There's a character in the Wild Bunch. Uh, there was like a, a Latin guy. Uh, either the Wild Bunch. I think it's the Wild Bunch. There's like a. If you look at the 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 uh, photos. There's a guy who looks like that Speedy Gonzalez is based on who's like, he's like the local, like that guy, like, mm, hey, mm, bro, I got like the kind oh, of floppy okay. hatted local Mexican yes. who they had to in, in, uh, include. Yeah. To like, you know, for local yeah. knowledge, like I know where the water is on <laughs> Agua. Um, so Speedy Gonzalez <laughs> is largely seems based on that guy. And uh, did you make that up? Which one? Speedy Gonzalez based on this guy. No, it's one of those, you know when you're watching, you know when you watch cartoons and then you see the thing that they based it on when you yeah. become an adult? I, it's either The Wild Bunch or The Magnificent Seven. But there's one some... of them, it's based on, and and the, yeah, and then the, Mel Blanc did the voices and a white guy. Of course. And did, but he also is like the voiceover goat. It's not even close. I mean, fucking... Bugs Bunny, all of the right, Warner right. Brothers, and and a amazing timing. He's white. Yeah, my blank. Um, he looks like uh, Eric looks Griffin. Like a, he does. He looks like uh, what's that guy? I don't know. Somebody, some somebody, white somebody. guy, white guy Johnson, um, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. He looks like Mr. Johnson. Um, so, I mean, look, you Gregory got Hines. Here. Doesn't he look like Gregory Hines there? <laughs> no. mm, uh, the I mustache can't. a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Um, he Gregory Hines would be mad, and, <laughs> sorry, and Mel Blanc would be like, nah, "I don't love the Black affiliation." <laughs> um, if you want to hear great voices talking, look up Mel Blanc and Jack Benny. They did a sketch on Jack Benny show, and you want to talk about old man T? It is the most satisfying vocal pitches you've ever. Uh, you, hmm. Jack, yeah, okay. Jack Benny already had fucking. Just play, hit a little bit. They can't, they're not going to sue us. <laughs> oh, pardon me, mister, but did uh, my man come over and put some of my clothes in your luggage? She. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's Speedy Gonzalez. That's, speed. that's Speedy Gonzalez. That's the guy who does Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, now they get a nine-second applause break. Whatever, you get it. You'll yeah. watch it on your own time. You guys have a lot of, you love the videos. <laughs> I'll work. You love my old man videos. Um... So, you know, good for them. Who? Bless. The oh, Tom Jerry. They have oh. their, is this your king? And it's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Are these your kings? Yes. The movie looked kind of stupid. I'm Tomas not and. He- Hetty? Jorge? No, that's George. Jerry. J- yeah. How do you say Jerry in. in uh... Geraldo? Yeah. Yeah, Geraldo. Geraldo. Um, yes, Tomas and Geraldo, uh, dose for those poor Tomas and Geraldo. And you're going to say that at the ticket counter and you're going to dormiendo and, uh, Uh, um, now we're RIP. We're moving on to, uh, Mr. Potato Head. 
Yo, why? It's happening. Who cares? This is what I don't. Okay, so there's a stat now. They did a the most recent census. Um, between five and six percent of people identify as LGBTQ. Okay. Now the 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 startling part of it is Gen Z. Eighteen percent of them identify. Uh, which is like the joke, like everyone's by now. Um, what I don't understand with a corporation like Hasbro, it's literally Hasbro makes Mr. Potato Head. What, I guess I would say, what harm did it do to gender Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head? What harm did it do to gen, even if the populations, uh, it's, you know, let's say it's 15%, right? Of that are, and what I've heard about the LGBTQ stat with Gen Z is a lot of, a lot of women will say that they're lesbian, even though they've never had a lesbian experience. Mm. The, the young women, they just want affiliation with the brand. And I think they think if I don't declare it now, I won't be able to go down on a chick <laughs> later on. Um, it's going to be like a vaccine passport, but for going down on chicks. Now, <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is, what good, what harm was it doing to gender Mr. Potato Head, and what good does it do to ungender it? As an objective, per, yeah. like even as like if I'm, how did that get sold to the board? I don't. I mean, you know, when I think about it, are we misunderstanding it? It's just Potato Head now, right? It's just Potato Head. The way you say it, it's fun. Potato Head. <laughs> Potato head. Thanks. Um, so uh, the problem is, for me, it also is, there's another question that you didn't ask, which is, does it fucking matter if it makes someone else feel better? I don't play with Mr. Potato Head. No, I, I'm not. You know, that's no, what no. I'm saying. I'm not against. Yeah, keep going. I just mean that. Okay, so obviously we're not playing with Mr. Potato Head anymore. Um So is it, what is, like, when is it just nostalgia? Like, ah, I don't, why change it for our opinion? You know, what is, what does it do for anybody versus, I don't know, the status quo right now. Like why, why have it there? I think it's the same question. If we're just, I just, maybe I'm coming from a different place. Why have Mr. Potato Head if the younger generation cares about labels and they care about gender assignments and they care about labeling gender wise so maybe somebody has a kid and they're like, I just want it to be Potato Head. I don't want it to be Mr. Potato Head. So I think it's, I don't know, is it, it's weird for me a little because I think I it's don't so. Feel th- I don't think you feel threatened by it. It's no, just no. one of, it seems it unnecessary. Seems, it seems unnecessary, but then are, isn't that what it's, doesn't it just all seem unnecessary to people that are not the target of the change who don't care about it, you know? Yeah, that's like the bathroom argument until you read w- one article about being trans, going to a man's bathroom as a woman. But right, just a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. So um, I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I, do I really give a fuck? No, but no, I don't. It think, is a funny, I don't think anyone an gives a fuck. I wonder. It's an interesting sign of the times. Like, is it? I. They were. I think they overestimated how far up the list they were. In terms of they're coming for you, who missed the potato head family? <laughs> they're like the we're potato the head people were like they're coming for us, 
And people was like, what are you talking about? Like, no, they're here. <laughs> they're right around the corner. No, dude, you're like maybe 10 years away from So you them think caring? they could have not said anything? You don't think there was a demand? Yeah, I don't think, I, I can't imagine there was. I don't think so either. I think uh, that was a, just a PR move. Yeah. It's to get like ahead the, of something. The, the cops show up and someone's like, I have drugs. And they're like, we're here on a burglary. What are you talking Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought you were here for that. I feel like that's what happened to Mr. Potato Head, where they jump the gun on what they thought. First of all, what they what their position is in the country. Where they're like, you know, they're probably waiting on us <laughs> at this point <laughs> to come with a big decision. Oh, Mr. Potato um, Head. Is- or... Yeah, I, I don't, I guess I just don't understand the, I guess I don't understand the value. I mean, I, you're not going to get rid of gender as a thing. I don't think you're going to get rid of Mr. I don't think you're going to get rid of Mrs. I think whether people like it or not, you wouldn't want me to introduce you as a man. And I wouldn't no. want you to introduce me as a woman. And maybe that's our own internalized bigotry and you're a bitch and you're a put whatever. But it's just like, feels like if you don't, if you're not, I try to do a joke about it, but it's too complicated. If you don't visually read as a woman, you, you're, you're probably going to feel like you made him, you fucked up somehow. Do you know what I mean? Like if I don't read as a man, I mean, I know that I read as a lesbian to certain people. Um, if I don't read as a man, I'll feel like a failure. Like, what are you, a woman? And yeah. even, but it, it never got to women, but women, I wish women had been like, what are you, a fucking man? Like that, because right. that's even worse than calling a man a woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wonder what, I just don't think gender's going away. Yeah. As a thing, because I don't, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's helpful. It's just we need organizing things. The, my issue is not because I have friends who, especially if in the Bay, I have a lot of far left leaning friends that are really militant about shit. And sometimes we get in debates and I'm like, well, it's it can be confusing. And my friend just broke it down and she said, well, what this was years ago. And she said, well, what does it matter why don't call me whatever I want? It doesn't matter to you. It's no sweat off your back to call me what my yeah. preferred name is or my preferred pronouns are. And when she put it like that, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that. what the fuck do I care if you're not? You're a she! You yeah. know, I don't care. But I do wonder how... It's confusing to me to get to that point. Like, I guess you could just ask, what are your preferred pronouns? But I don't think I'm going to do that. Do you know? I don't think that's going to be a... Well, it's a small... It's a small percent. It's a small market. It's like left-handed people. The world is whether we... It's oriented for right-handed people. It's a little worse for left-handed people. And I'm not making an effort to make it... You know what I mean? Or like tall people... Like, you know, and a lot of advantages... A lot... Being tall is an advantage... And then I remember going to the movies with Blake and a, a door that I'd never thought of, he had to do this. 
Okay, <laughs> Neil's like, like Neil he had tilting to his head, tilt his neck his... onto his shoulder to fit underneath a regular door at the mall. Okay, but those are and, things. But I, okay, sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, so those are things he can control, right? So what do we do? He can't control. Sorry, he can't he, control. That's yeah. what I mean. Whereas now we're looking at gender. The kind of the ties are changing to look at gender as a choice. What do you? What do you feel like? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily what you're born as. So how do we? be respectful and mindful of people, but also I, I just know it's not going to be easy for everyone to ask, what are your preferred pronouns? So what do we do? How do we make sure we don't offend a small part of the population while also kind of yeah, not being I, told I, like you're a dickhead, you know, there's how a, do we, it's not unlike the COVID shit, the rollout for, <laughs> the rollout. for some of the, the stuff that people want. I, I'm all for like, if it's, if it's uh, dangerous, then that needs to be changed, right? Anything that is danger endangering your life, um, if you're, if it's, uh, and then there's like a spectrum of inconvenience, right? Meaning uh, every form is mis or mis like these binary things, and then you got to be like, what do I put? Um, but uh, there's a certain amount of just ex- like collateral damage in that category of like Blake has to fucking tilt his neck. He makes a bunch of money playing basketball, so we probably it's like small price to pay. But if you don't, do you know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, no, I do. But I'm, and they're you, not going. I'm I'm six ten. We need to change all the doors. But okay, you said that you don't think gender is going away. Is it that? I mean, maybe we've thought about gender wrong this whole time. Or do you think there's just a human nature aspect? There is a, I don't think, I think that most people within a, I think within, I think most people identify or it's binary, man or woman. I think like an overwhelming amount of people, you just, I'm a man, I'm a woman. Genitalia is a, I'm a Southern black woman. (laughs) Is it, genitalia is a big one. And then you just follow that. For the right. most part, some people are like, fuck, I don't, this is not, this is not, I how don't, I, feel. I saw my genitals and I don't love them. <laughs> They're not what I thought, think I should have. They are rare, but they are in existence. I guess my question is how much um, reconfiguring does society at large need to make to, uh, to, cater or do the bare minimum for those people right. i and i just don't know it's like the right hand or the tall or there's there's a bunch of those things or like uh remember there was a thing about seats on airplanes and charging like overweight people oh, didn't want they felt and it's a bit like yeah i hear you i don't know we're mostly this size they had to make the seat a certain size like right. for it to work and i don't know I'm sure someone listening to this can be like, this is what I sound old and callous, but it's, it's, I really don't know how much catering we have to do to every group. Or maybe someone listening can write in and say what they, because pre- if someone told me like, oh, I prefer this, I'm great. Oh, I'd never be like, no, <laughs> where <laughs> I'm from. I just like, I don't care. I, I don't care. It's like, I, it's also not that major an issue. Right. I don't deal, not like I'm afraid. I just don't, 
I remember me and Dave were on stage one night, and you're not going to believe this, but he was talking about transgender people. No. And Dave, yeah. And he goes, I, I saw a transgender person. And I go, where? Because <laughs> it's like, I never see transgender people. I'm an adult in Hollywood, and I almost never see transgender people. Again, not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying that. I guess it's just a small uh, amount of population number. How much uh, accommodation do they require? And I now having said that, I bet there was pushback on ramps for people in wheelchairs. Of course. Like I'm sure. It was, I mean, I've heard people complain about having to build ramps. I they don't stop. That. They don't stop doing it. But I don't know what the stats are on people with disabilities. Um. Yeah. Well, it would also. I also feel like a lot of the conversation is taking place on behalf of people who who are like gender neutral or whatever and i don't always hear i hear like this is inconvenient or why is this happening even me like why are we changing mr potato head who cares if you care fine but whatever but i suspect the the fuss people make is never as big as what the actual person wants or what they're actually requesting you know how sometimes people make a bigger deal on behalf of black people or on behalf of others and it's like we who said that yeah. Like we Well, it becomes a game of telephone and it becomes a, and you, it becomes a game of telephone at times. It also becomes a game of the cultural flopping mm. thing and it becomes a thing where I the flopping it's like when you're I told somebody it's like when you're sick in bed and your mom's giving you sympathy and you get like extra sick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand when people act like that. To me when extra people sick? act babies when they're sick I can't. I, it does not compute to me. That's funny. I think it's fun to be a baby in bed. I mean, I you're know talking you're to a bed gonna, boy. You're, you're, <laughs> it's fun to make. I like making funny noises in bed. Meaning, <laughs> like when I get up, I'll go like, no. <laughs> no, funny. Neil. No. It's funny. That's it's so... a funny thing to do when you get out of bed to do like a baby girl fawn voice. Sorry, guys. I'm where I'm from in comedy. It's funny to make noises coming out of you that people wouldn't expect. I, but I'm old. I'm old fashioned. I'm a. I'm an old man phrase. Um, uh, I mean, this is a whole other. This is. This can we please talk about it? Issues. No, Gaga, Gaga, Gaga. Well, that's the thing, this Lady Gaga. <laughs> that's the. I said to somebody. Um. I, we were, somebody called me about literally just to talk about fame. Okay. And, and I, somebody who's like newly famous and they were like, you didn't tell me it's fucking. And I was like, this is the thing that people don't expect about fame. Lady Gaga sings so good. They shot her dog walker. <laughs> That's how good a singer she is. So good. They took her dogs and shot her dog walker. It's so, it makes everyone so crazy, these, these talents that you can, you can, they get so crazy that they want to kill you, you need security, and then on the flip <laughs> well, side, yeah, they want to kill you, they like, want to, they want to kill every, I mean, they want to kill, you know how many death threats Eminem gets, you know how many death threats Lady Gaga gets, Gaga gets, Gaga, Gaga uh, gets. you know how many she gets, um, <laughs> She gets so many to death threats. <laughs> um, like there's a probably 30, 40, 50 celebrities who get so many death threats. You can't. It's just 
it's like I know uh, someone who gets so many death threats. He said, "Stop telling me." Stop telling me because it doesn't it I don't it doesn't make I they're either going to do it or they're not. Right. The threat is most deaf didn't joke on Bill Maher like 15, 12 years ago where he was like talking about Bin Laden where he's like, who keeps making videos like calling like, you know, I'm coming for you. <laughs> That's what death threats are basically like they just want to they want to it's like a pump fake. You now you say it's the dick pic for celebrities, but it is dick which is not incorrect. I, it is. And it, it's just I feel like it comes with the territory because like you're saying, it makes people insane. It's yeah. like, yeah, you did a thing mm-hmm. that everybody knows about and I'm this close to you. Yes. Or I can maybe it's, get this close to a thing that's an impactful thing. But the funny thing is she's to your point, she's so famous that they shot her dog walker and she said, please return the dogs. No questions asked. Questions? Look, what ask questions. No, nope, that's between shot. you and my dog walker. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me, dog. I couldn't believe I'm like, no questions asked. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah, that's incredibly fucked up. <laughs> it also, if you work for a celebrity, that's how much you mean to them. It's true. It's that's like, what uh, I've heard a really funny story like that really where good. somebody was had like their right hand man. Mm-hmm. Like, let's call him uh Craig. Okay. Right, the Craig. guy, big celebrity, had a right hand man like Craig, Craig, Craig. Just hey, Craig's here. Me and Craig, 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 Craig. And one day, a friend of mine saw the celebrity. They were doing a movie together, and my friend saw the celebrity and goes, "Uh, hey, where's Craig?" And he goes, "Uh, yeah, he's like in the hospital." <gasps> and he goes, "How come?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> oh wow! These wow. are your heroes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> These are your heroes. Now. Uh yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's a nightmare <laughs> for the dog walker. Power, but that's you know what's funny is that is indicative indicative of which we'll get to Woody Allen in a bit. Yes, what man. you can get away with. It's like a double-edged sword where you people want to kill you and you could technically kill people. Yeah. You could or, Steve, Donald Trump Killed, it basically got five people killed at the Capitol. Like, more. Yeah. Like three, two, five, whatever. He shot people on Fifth Avenue. He did shoot. But he The Apprentice was doing... that good. It was so fucking good. Come on, <laughs> The people. Apprentice was, that was good enough that he can get away with it. But that is, that's where you go like, boy, is that, what's worth that? What's right. worth getting your dog stolen and your dog, your employee shot? Yeah. Like, it's Brazil. In it's, fucking 1975, like excuse me. it's Mexico City. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Like you can't even. She hasn't even come out with a hit lately. I mean, so. guys, it's that the 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 the, the movie, the Shalalala movie, hasn't been out for two years, two three years. Shalalala. <laughs> the joke I did about that that I couldn't ever do in public was uh uh. I saw the movie. I, it was a little show. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, now, so, so I, yeah, it's terrifying. And it also speaks to the holes people have inside themselves that they go, I want that kind of knowing that it could get their dog stolen. <laughs> yeah. And their friend shot. Yeah, but I want it. Mm-hmm. You sure? Now it'll be different when I'm there. Okay. Then okay. you might turn into Craig. Okay. 
Okay. No value for human life. Where's Craig? <laughs> Where's Craig? Um, Moving on. So that's pretty great. Now, Stevie Wonder has got the right idea. Why happy? He claims he's moving to Ghana. Well, you know, they have the thing. Right. They have the repatriation for, for African-Americans. But he claims he's moving to Ghana. And his reasoning is he wants to protect his grandkids from living in a country that does not value them. Uh, to which I say, what about your kids? Could have moved a little earlier. <laughs> By my calculations, you started having money in 75. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's moving. And who? this is what Marcus Garvey wanted? Uh, yeah, Move back I to Africa? So. I believe Marcus Garvey um, uh, wanted. He, his plan was, let's all go back to Africa. Yeah, yeah. You know who else had this plan that people underestimate? Lincoln. <laughs> not, not a joke. Yeah, you know who else had the plan? Or who argued? Uh, Tom Jefferson. Yeah. So. Well, not, he didn't want them all going back. No, Sally, you like, stay back. You Sally, sweet, I wanted to sweet go eyes. Over, Sally, I wanted to go over something with you in my study. <laughs> and then chamber music plays like a Mozart because it's, you know, 1700. So it's not porn music. It's, it's, it's a sexy Mo, Mozart piece. Um, so I, if you can do it, do Why it. Not? Like, you know. I know what, I've been talking to people that are a lot more people than I knew were not in LA for the last six months. Yeah. Like Kevin Nealon has been in Nashville for three months, he said. <laughs> Kevin Nealon. I was I like, Kevin we Nealon. pivoted from going to oh, Ghana no, to see your like, children to Kevin uh, Nealon. <laughs> like, I think, I mean, Hannibal's never really in America, but he's been all over. Um, like, people are. There's He's, also people a whole, who lot came, of people in Hawaii, a lot, a lot of people, people like there's the the Austin and the and the Nashville people, but there's there's a whole uh, you're like there's more going, than meets the something's eye. happening. I wish I'd gone somewhere bed, honestly. If this stupid podcast <laughs> hadn't held me back, because um, uh, yeah, but would you move to Africa? Well, no, because it's far as fuck. But would I have like a, if I could have some sort of Vacation home there? Absolutely. You're of the mind. Calculation for racism in America is worth the first world benefits. It's not so much that. It's that I'm... I think you're saying that racism is worth it. No, no, no. (laughs) I think it's... I I guess I'm not... And I'm not saying that um, Stevie Wonder is, but I'm not naive enough to think... I'm going to move somewhere that I don't know much about the local culture and the traditions and everything and be like, and no more problems. I'm not saying maybe it won't be racism, but I, I don't know. I've lived in a lot of countries, so I would need to do more. I'd want to visit. I'd want to see, you know what I mean? Like I'd want to. Is there, I guess it's probably a feeling, but is there a thing in America that would happen that you would go like, that'll do it. That'll do it for Binks in the States. I think what is more interesting is to there's so much land in this country that is unused that is for sale that is cheap and i wish there was a way to organize um just like i believe there's value in leaving and going to Ghana, especially because there's an offer there and but i do think there's value here like we can beat white people at their own game there is so, there's so much 
benefits for living in this country that, yeah, of course, mostly white people take advantage of, but a lot of people don't take advantage of it because they don't know about it. They don't know about certain land opportunities, certain things. I mean, if you look at... Well, that's what Stacey Abrams did. Yeah. I mean, it was not... She just was like, you know, we're allowed to vote. (laughs) And there were all these impediments and she would just change the... Get the laws changed a little bit. But there's there's so much. I mean, even if you look at BLM, I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about uh, the Barry Larry Myers. <laughs> no, <laughs> go just Google a fucking BLM map. You know, go look up where there's public open land and what you can do with it and what you aren't allowed to do with it. And guess what? White people take advantage of it. A hun- most of white people take advantage of most of white it. people love a coupon and a groupon but they're taking advantage of something that at and this point, taking advantage of i'm not saying taking advantage tech take a uh, little fine print fine print but there's loopholes there are uh bureau land management it, there's there are so many loopholes. oh i didn't can, i literally thought you meant blm no blm okay. bureau land management so okay. um there's free open land that we pay for for with our tax dollars that is not I like Parks. to think a lot of people wanted to join Black Lives Matter, and the one <laughs> they on really, here was like, "Oh, this is about land. All right, fuck it." And now I have a farm. Think of think of all the white people who are like, "BLM, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not I here. There. I was marching for yeah, rocks." They have so. It, yeah. <clears throat> if you there's so much information that I I believe in that is great that Ghana has offered something, but if you don't just take a look at the fine print and the loopholes and things that white people take advantage of, you can do so much on BLM land. You're allowed to be there. Ghana basically, if you don't know, they basically have, they, it's a, it's almost like what America did for white people after it's a GI bill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you get low taxes and property. Yeah. You get a, it's just incentive to move there and you can become a citizen and they make it easier. They just give you like a handout to like, yeah, you know, start a life there. But as much as I think that's great, I think there the issue here is not, oh my God, r- racism or Ghana. It's yeah. where there's so much, there's so much information out there that isn't getting into the hands. And guess what? Everybody is allowed to use all this. Like, let's just take the BLM, for example. Like everyone's allowed to be there. You can literally claim 20 acres of that land. If it, Like there's things that people don't know. And I yeah. feel like if you really mobilized and... And utilize the information that's out there. Stacey Abrams would get off her ass. I know. Come on, Stacey, do more. Really do stuff. Um, so I guess that's what I think. Um, all right, Stevie Wonder, rest in in power. Okay. Um, a director said you shouldn't cast straight people as gay people. Cast straight? What do you mean? You shouldn't cast straight people. Oh. In gay parts, ever trying to unhear castrate. I Cast. know you are. We're, we all are. <laughs> um, oh wait. Oh okay. A okay. movie director said like you shouldn't ever cast a straight person. I feel like we're person. past it. Just cast a gay person. But a lot of people don't want to identify as gay, so that's another yeah. issue. And like actors don't want to identify as gay because you get it's not gonna. It doesn't help. No. It 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 helps like in. The moment like for Broadway, period. a week of press, and yeah, and you then, go on like Good Morning America, yeah, and it's yeah, now you're the gay guy, yeah. Uh, but you're right that they don't. I remember Arsenio got in trouble. There's a video of Arsenio like screaming at the and people in the audience started heckling when he went into the audience, screamed at him. 
and but they're like you don't have enough it was act up and they were like you don't have enough gay guests and he's like i don't have enough guests that you know are gay mm. is the issue yeah um so i that's the it's also i don't know i mean what? What? I, I, uh I guess it's a bit like where part of it's uh, acting. Who's best for the part, right? Just like who's the best person? Who do I like to see doing this? I'm if I if I play a comedy writer, I might or a comedian, and it's me or it's just what do I like seeing in this part? I don't know. Who do you like the best? As the director, um, wait. What do you say? I'm you saying, cast who you I'm like saying the best? that I mean, you should be able to cast whoever you think is the best person. Right, but there's biases and there's racism. And, and if there's they're all straight, you say get lost for the weekend, go do some gay <laughs> shit, and you, you the part is yours. <laughs> Open a grinder account, meet up with three guys, Super. see what happens, <laughs> and uh, if you're now now you're now you're curious. Um, I have a couple unpopular opinions. Come on. There we go. Um, I'll just give one of them. Um, the blues. Is the music genre, the blues. I, I enjoy the blues, but I do not enjoy the blues uh, more than other genres. Here's my, here's my issue with the blues. The blues is a chord progression right a melody or chord progression played in a self-congratulatory way so um if if the if the chord progression is right that's like how it's written and you go now 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 wow now everyone goes like whoa you just took longer that's all you did but people are so like whoa did you see and it's i i will also argue that it's white people fetishizing black people because it's almost always white people going did you see what that guy did and there we won't get into blues brothers movie um it's performative and self-congratulatory and i wanted to call them out so, so uh, a, a genre started when slave masters took away slaves' mm-hmm. drums, mm-hmm. and to get through the uh, oppression and the the pain of being a slave, they just started blues. And Neil thinks it's too self congratulatory, annoying blues. Pick a new fucking I'm, progression. Not, I'm not going to come off blue. I w- let me come off blues as like fucking blind willie johnson and fuck all those like the i understand how it started i understand it's just it's basically just guitar right mm-hmm. maybe i'll chicago blues okay, okay let's get i'll go with chicago now. blues self-congratulatory <laughs> and performative okay sorry chicago blues <laughs> okay you got called out <laughs> okay. play the song well there we go. Um, uh, here's the here's the good news. I'm less popular for having what I just said. You're more popular. So in some ways, I brought attention to the blues and made white people root for it more. And isn't that what you want? Um, I have a uh, 
Bank's gonna unapologize. Mm. An unapology. <laughs> unapology. Okay. So, last episode, I said that the Bachelorette mm-hmm. who wants to date the Black Bachelor, the first Black Bachelor, did blackface. I rounded up to blackface. That apology still stands mm-hmm. because I said she actually just went. She attended a party. The apology still stands. That I apology like the, still stands. I like the referee. <laughs> So, well, can you get a sound effect of a referee saying the play, uh, the play call on the field stance? Yeah, please. Thank you. Um, so she did. She didn't do blackface. Then I did a little deep diving, mm-hmm. and it's worse than if she did a one Double idiotic blackface, super did, blackface. <laughs> if she did one idiotic blackface, it's bad, but. It's a whole, this lady is not a fan of black people. And now this is just my opinion. I don't know if this is true. Well, but neither is my grandmother. So <laughs> what? My, so, uh, my grandmother's dead, but I will say. Was she a fan? She, uh, the quote that I remember was she moved, she was born in Ireland, moved to America, lived in Chicago, and then moved back to Ireland when they moved in. Never found out who they was, but I have my still suspicions. A still a cliffhanger. I got a few. I got a short list. What was her maiden name? Uh, you think I'm going to give that up and, and give up my most of my passwords? You're out of your mind. <laughs> okay. You're out of your goddamn you mind. Might have just done that. Um. So come to find out, MAGA hats. Fine, whatever. You're allowed to be a MAGA lover. Okay. Uh, she, there's not blackface, brown face. She dressed up basically as Speedy Gonzalez, a few parties. Not so, okay. Okay. Not so bad. Then all of these accounts came out of people when she was on the show being like, Oh, that girl, I went to high school with her. I went to college with her. She made fun of me for liking black men. She bullied me for having black friends. She didn't like any of the black girls. She would talk shit about black people. All these accounts came out. Now they could all be far, like false and hearsay. So I'm not saying it's the truth. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if she gets a full apology. She gets um, a te- but it seems worse. What I'm finding out is actual belief against. I don't get them. It would be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to go to a plantation party at a plantation yeah. and not be cre- I was creeped out by going to the museum of slavery. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. and I said something because it's so overwhelmingly awful. At the slave museum. Like, um, that was the first three the levels. African American museum. It's, but it's the first three it's, floors of slavery. Um, they get you with slavery. They and they they you come for the slavery, stay for the Motown. Um, <laughs> that's their slogan. Um, so, right. So, so to go, I was telling somebody the other day. I have a hard time being friends with people, and I could never listen to like Mumford and Sons because of the banjo. It just felt wrong. Like once, Lady Antebellum. Yeah, all, I was like, Is no, it? I can't. I can't do both. <laughs> you can't do both. You can't listen to to 
mandolin. Right. <laughs> that kind of, you can't do it. So the fact, yeah, I don't doubt that she's racist. Yeah. So uh, to me, if a simple idiotic blackface and being ignorant, I'm not saying that's great, but uh, the, the, the things I saw when I deep dived, I was like, I don't think this lady likes black people that much. You Maybe this lady that went to a plantation party. You'll never believe. You're not gonna sit down. Have a seat. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. So there we go. All right. All right. That's hard hitting journalism. Rest Thank in you. racism, <laughs> Queen. Um, rest in racism. Uh, okay, we got a big doc watch. Big doc watch. Pele on Netflix. Fine. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch Pele. Pele? Pele. I mean, I was going to go to Pele. Are you on a plantation? I was going to go to Pele. Peel. Peel. I've seen Peel. Peel. Uh, <laughs> it's, it was fine. He didn't. He was as great at soccer. That nothing much happened. It's not happened. like the Maradona one. No, nothing Ugh, much the happened. The Maradona was. I still haven't watched Maradona. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. exciting. You can't believe. It's It's a movie. It's great. You cannot believe how Mr. Plot. Mr. It's the most cinematic. Great. You cannot believe. Circular callbacks. Just like callbacks. Symbolism. Oh, yep. like the 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 uh, the final conflict and how he chooses to go with. Okay, just go ahead. Is it team or family? Uh, that part. He goes. He, you know, he work. He's in Italy. He's with the most undesirable losing team. He takes right, them right. to winning, but in the World Cup. He has to play for Argentina in Italy against. Oh, it's great! Like, That's what the Pele stuff was. It was a. It was a lot. Not like I don't care about the World Cup, but, <laughs> but it, this one doesn't. Con- but Maradona is not so much about the World Cup. It's a lot more about him. Yeah. No. Of course. Life. Yeah. That just reminded me of what I didn't like about Pele. Oh, uh, what? Is, it, it. It's not. It's like, is he going to play in the 1970 World Cup? Is it like a 30 for 30 more? Just kind of what happened with Hart? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. And they do the thing where all the old players get together and tell their funny stories. and um, Yeah, it just was not great. But, you know, I'll take what I can get. Okay. Now, this is a bigger one. (laughs) Um, Now, I watched this Alan vs. Pharaoh (laughs) documentary, Bianca. And I got to say... It's probably my least favorite Woody Allen movie <laughs> that I've that I've watched. That's the joke, by the way, that I did the other night that killed. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Anyhow, um, do I get an? Do you, are you gonna apologize? I don't think I'm gonna apologize. Okay, but but you get what I was saying after part two. The here's the here's my problem. He. Within ninety eight percent, did some shisty shit with Dylan, <laughs> right? Yeah. The HBO thing isn't journalism, and I don't. I Maybe. think I'm looking for journalism. I'm looking for absolute, like the stuff I was reading last week about Moses, Moses Pharaoh. Like this happened. Did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know that? Somebody sent me another link to it. Um. What uh, to more like holes in mm. the? So I, I don't know if I engaged in what aboutism, 
what the kids call whataboutism. I think he, it seems like he did something to Dylan, from what I can tell. Neil. From what I can tell, it seems really pretty clear that he did something to Dylan. Um, And that he's gross. Not Su Yi? No, no, he married. I mean, yeah, of course. They No, he talks about, they have an excerpt from his book last night in the version, and he talks about him and Sunyi's first kiss as if it's cool. Yeah. And you're just like, dog, not only read the room, read the earth. <laughs> read the earth. We don't fucking play that shit. Like, you can't be, he goes, if I do say so myself, pretty smooth. And you're just like, really? Hello, HBO, cancel me. <laughs> like, whoa, just gross shit. Yeah. And um, so he's out of his mind. And they, they here's a dirty trick they did. Screenwriter. I'm sorry. He gave all of his papers to Princeton. Woody Allen did. Um, not his photos, though, because he's not stupid. <laughs> um, he gave all his papers to Princeton and for the cinema studies program. And the guy goes, you know, I read all the scripts and it's just young woman after young woman after young woman. And then they do a montage of him. The Manhattan movie with Mariel Hemingway. I never understood why people were cool with like I was like, she's is that legal? Right. The whole time you're like, is this a movie about a sting operation? Is this like a he gets arrested right. at the end of this? No, it's just a summer love. Um, but they did a thing where they do a montage of him kissing younger women. But at one point, it's like Julia, Julia Lewis, Juliette Lewis, who's a fucking great actor. He makes up with her. She, he's 50. He's 60. She's 26, 24. Just kind of creepy shit. Just creepy, but. And, but it's, but then you go, but it's in the, in the, um, context of hollywood that's the game it's like you look at you ever see those things like tom cruise's girlfriend in top gun and then it's top Cru- it's they're the same age yeah in in the new top gun still he's not gonna be with old kelly mcgillis right um but uh so there it just felt there it's like some cheap shots or some because the guy's written a hundred and something screenplays yeah like he's got I want to be with a younger woman. He's like, you know, he probably, he literally goes, he's probably going like, and like imagining the screenwriting in the movie. It's like, this is fucking unnecessary. If you have a good case, stop doing this shit. But I'm expecting journalism in an emotion fight. Mm. Um, So, boing, boing, boing. I give it two boing, boing, boing. I don't mean boner. I mean like humana, humana, humana. Yeah. Uh, no. it's, it's fucking gross. And gross. even if, you know, whatever me is guilty of, I don't, fuck. it's like with the, with the bulls documentary. I remember before the bulls documentary came out, a friend of mine was like, who's in journalism. was like, yeah, but he approved it. Right. So it's not really journalism. And I'm like, yeah, but if he doesn't approve it, you don't, you don't have any footage. Right. He, Michael Jordan owned that footage basically, or he co-owned it. So I'm looking for like, but t- what about me as shit? And right, like, right, right. Uh, leave that for the blogs. 
But you didn't have that with the Michael Jackson documentary. No. What's but you funny are is, very like you are a proponent of that documentary. You didn't say like I don't Hazen. know of any known holes in the Michael Jackson documentary. Do you know what I mean? Like there was from the from early on or from two years ago when Moses Farrell wrote that blog, you go, ah, oh, this seems credible. There, I, there's no version of that for Michael Jackson. I also don't think he did it. We'll be right back after this. Um, no, I, but, <laughs> um, yeah, like that's the difference to me is I don't have a thing. It's almost like my thing with what he, with Mia Farrow is like, it's kind of irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. She, it's a character witness thing. Yeah. Like, is this the best character witness? But you don't, what about Dylan? Dylan, I think, is a better character witness based on no information. <laughs> she hasn't done anything like... That's what I'm saying. So what... She hasn't done anything know. like if you read the Moses Farrow thing where you're like, ugh, ugh, huh, huh. And the other thing about Mia Farrow, she reminds me of women from my mom's church who were pious, yet underneath the piety was fucking rage mm. and whenever someone's too pious i'm like mm. yeah for mm. sure mm. Mm. <laughs> something's going on there like there's not a full story going on um so it's like the great ian edwards one time we were watching a comedian kill and ian goes yeah but what's a secret <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel with me it's like uh, you're you're raging yeah. And it's it's pre-existing. And I can't, but I'm a dick. I'm a dick for saying it, obviously. But that's what people, that's what people, that's why we fill stadiums is because I'm a, we don't fill stadiums. I mean, whatever. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I see that, but I, and I think Woody Allen's a garbage person. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I have a non-doc watch. Mm. Scripted watch. Okay. Um, it is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Like up there with The Wire, up there with, I can't believe how good the show is and I didn't know it existed. Here's the deal. It's Israeli. It's probably mm. why I didn't mm. know about it. It's called. Tough, <laughs> tough pill to swallow. Yeah. It's called Our Boys. You cannot believe how good this fucking show is. What's it about? So basically, these three... So the, the cool thing about it is it happens... It takes you in real time throughout the situation, but it uses... It's a real story. The whole thing is 100% real, but they dramatize it, and you go through how everything played out. So there's these three kids that got kidnapped by Arabs. These three Israelis that got kidnapped by Arabs in, like, I think in Jerusalem. And then... As uh, and it what really, were Arabs doing in Jerusalem? Go ahead. Oh How they let Arabs in? Go, keep talking. <laughs> okay. So uh, they uh, so that kind of united the country, almost like a George Floyd situation. So mm -hmm. it really united the country, very much. It just like it because they were really young kids. This is based on a true story, right? This happened. 100%. Yeah, because I've read. I've either read a review of our boys or some story. Yeah. So this happened in 2014 or 15. Yeah. And so then, um. Okay, I won't tell you who, but you'll find out soon into it. 
someone goes and and tries to kidnap an Arab boy as revenge. And you see the their version of like their CIA go through it. Like you see from the beginnings of it and you see exactly what happens. And so it turns into like, obviously Arab Israeli politics, but like there's like vibes of like making a murder in there because they're using their dramatizing it, it okay it's no, dramatization. It's, no no it's not, it's a, it's a scripted but right. it's based on everything so you see yeah. the um when they finally recover uh surveillance footage it's the real surveillance footage and then the actors are obviously trying to act similar to like exactly what happened but the way it goes down because they're you go into the far right extreme orthodox um, I didn't know so much about Israeli extremists. You know, you really only hear yeah. about Arab extremists. And you go into, you go into this investigation so So it's deep. not, it's not Mossad. No. Okay, it's no. not like Israeli intelligence. No, it's, it's, it's Shabak, the Shabak, which is their okay. FBI. Okay. And they have a section that um, they go after Israeli extremists. So it's like the Jewish division. Oh, okay. All so right, they kind of surveil. So like Israeli white supremacists. Israeli white supremacists. And then it's like, it's the I investigation. I see, see things in a white context. <laughs> okay. So Israeli white supremacists, there's wires, there's sting operations to try to catch it. And because the balance of peace is hanging in the balance, the, the, sorry, the hanging in the balance is like, okay, the Arabs are now pissed. And so everything they do has to be very careful. Yeah. It is... It's Great. so good. Great. I'm right there. You have to watch. I know you don't watch scripted shit. Do you I do watch, subtitles? Yeah. That doesn't I'll do, I'm not a, all the if it's if it's if there's an ending. There's a per, it's perfect. No, okay, great. If it, how many episodes? Uh 4 ten, or 6. Ten. Okay, I would have preferred 4 or 6. Oh, no, no, Tell me ten. which 4 or 6 to watch. No, again, it's so you don't no, want I'll it to end. I'll watch it. I'll absolutely watch it. It's just it's nice that you see the Arab side of things, the Israeli side of things, the Shabak side of things. It, yeah. And the infighting and I don't know if you, it's not boring. It's like, it feels like you're watching. If you've ever watched a Netflix doc about murder, that's dragged you in mm -hmm. or something where you're just like, fuck, I have to go to sleep. It's 4am. Yes. Yeah. All right. What's it on? It is on HBO. Great. HBO. Our boys. Hello, HBO. Turn it back on. <laughs> I made a mistake about the Woody Allen thing. Cancel me. Um, emails, everybody. It's time to check that email. Hi, Neil and Bianca. Um, I was watching an AOC video earlier today. Um, and as a Latina millennial myself, I'm a huge fan. Um, but I'm wondering if one of the places Democrats are getting getting it wrong is by constantly talking about the working class, working class, working class and poverty. Um, I think a lot of working class people like want to be deluded into believing that they can be super rich and wealthy and, you know, the American dream, which is a lie that the Republicans are still selling them. And it just looks sexier. Um, you know, even though the Democrats are telling the truth about the working class, I just feel like no one wants to be reminded that they're poor. <laughs> so let me know what you think. Thanks. She's nice got voice. a good point. She's got a good voice. I found it a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
She's got uh she's got a good point. I don't know what how you rebrand it. You're she's not wrong. There's a quote that's attributed to five different people, but that I'm sure I've said on here before, which is Alexis de Tocqueville mm. did a book about America. Uh, and he said America doesn't have any poor people. It just has temporarily embarrassed rich people. That's really Which funny. is like and he said it in like eighteen ten. Yeah. yeah. And he was like <laughs> <laughs> that stuck. Um but uh yeah, working but no, I literally was trying to think of a new one. I was like working class? No, that's what we're trying to get away from. Right. Uh uh backbone bitches. <laughs> yeah, like there's not what do you what are we uh, upperly mobile could be good. You know, the the one thing that the Republicans and conservatives do good, there's a few guys, I forgot their exact name, but they can from. be they uh, it's not David. Uh David from it's uh the guy with the toupee. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. are they the they coin perfect yeah. terms. Yeah. Obamacare. The right. They like they'll just put they, they just, are so they, good at labeling. So good at Democratic messaging, messaging, uh, messaging, putting an albatross around Democratic issues with a horrible title. It's just like you're like, I I don't want it. (laughs) And I'm I I sent the I started the bill. Right. And I'm like, ugh. that we need somebody who can. Frank Luntz. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, We need someone who can encode a message in a way that is disarming to people. Yeah. And. But, you know. Upwardly mobile workers. How about that? That's too long and jumbly. You're a bitch. <laughs> backbone, uh, backbone bitch. Uh, it's, it's nice to be like snazzy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, all upwardly the, mobile. All I mean, the, I'm trying to put some, because upwardly mobile sounds like you're an influencer. But all the democratic ones are so PC boring. They're no. You mean like build back better? <laughs> Don't you dare talk about Bill Bob Bachman. Bill Bach Bill 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 they used to say blue collar. So working class seems more inclusive. You're right. And we don't have a solution. We don't know. So that's pretty great. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, if you got one, let us know. Well, you've got mail. Play some shit. Hey, Neil and Banks. No discussion. No fucking analysis paralysis by Neil. I'm going to ask you a question and I want your answer. What do you think the percentage is, okay, of white folks who listen to, name it, hip-hop, whatever, black music, so they can hear the N-word and feel cool with it? Chappelle's show is right up there with it, man. It's, you were the kid in the car, weren't you? Like, hey, you call us N-words, man. We're fucking awesome. I, dude, it's just a random thought that came to me tonight. Uh, he is white-knuckling this. Um, it's not a bad question. Um, no. Ooh. I don't, I, it's like the, 
that Morgan Wallen kid, the country yeah. star. Nobody's that right. They're not going to listen to a hip hop song that has it if it's a bad song. I think the first priority is entertainment. And then this, if it's got an N-word in it, it makes it like a little more dangerous to white people, you know, to white young people that are like, mm. ah. um, <laughs> like that, 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 by the way, big Jay Okerson mm. comedian yeah, gave him the part in that sketch, but he didn't have money for SAG. No, Whoops. you couldn't have <laughs> spotted him. It was like 400 him? bucks or something. I didn't know that's what happened. If he would have asked, like, hey, man. Yeah, but I just didn't know. That's funny. Um, I didn't have money when we shot it either. It was like, I wasn't like, yeah. But right, it was, right. I yeah, I could have some, some, something. It was, he couldn't get a loan. It was one of the things like, you'll get the money back. <laughs> the funny thing is I the kid who wasn't, it probably still gets money from it. Yeah. They uh, you really still anytime. Yeah. Um, so... Nice. The so I think it helps, but I don't think it's the or help. I don't. There's plenty of songs that have the n word in it that white people have no interest in. But if it's no, good, well, well, let's change it to how many white. What percentage of white people just like to be like close to nigga being called nigga or just that type of music and how many like you know what I well, mean? Well, they, they took the fun out of it. I'll say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> 20 years ago it was really something now it's like now it's you just feel bad the whole time um the i think people want to get closer to a culture that seems new and exciting and dangerous yeah even santino has that joke where he's like uh, almost called it almost almost said it to me you know like or if, yeah you know oh, he's yeah, 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 saying yeah. how like yeah. oh that's that's a whole other dude. thing of be, like enjoying being called it that's immutable like that'll never change the and i've made the argument before which is it means they're you're included basically um and that's exciting when you're when you want to be included so but Uh, i don't think that they're i don't think it's a malicious reason i don't think you're like this i got the new one boys and it's like garbage i was at the gym one time and there was a white redheaded guy mm-hmm. and on his forearm, the red hair makes him seem whiter go ahead he was very white yeah and on his forearm was a tattoo that said white nigga <laughs> it's a tough one and i walked up to him and i said can i take a photo of that and he let me and i still have it did you pose with it or just no it it was already a lot going on. pointing <laughs> The whoopsie daisy, the whoopsie daisy arms. Like, what I, are you gonna just, do? I, I asked him, like, what? I just have to. Ask, white nigga, it was huge. Yeah, he was like, I grew up around a lot of black people, and I thought it was fine at the time. And yeah, they led him astray. He was led astray. But that's yeah. <laughs> that feels like a they punked him kind of. Uh, like I mean, you know what you should get. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll pay for it. I was like, yeah. you know, one person said, "Yeah, like not the tattoo you, like, guy, the tattoo did it to not be raped in prison." Not the best tattoo <laughs> I've ever heard. Don't get a that tattoo. Okay. Uh, Will move move on. <laughs> move on Will. Goodbye. 
You've got mail. Neil and Binks, longtime listener, love the cast, man. And then he put in parentheses, <laughs> Cali style. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> funny and something that people haven't probably said for 25 years. <laughs> you know, like Cali style. Whenever someone says Cali, it's an indicator that he and I are not going to be friends. Hey, Cali. Yeah. Like out in Cali. Like, and if you roll the L, it's over. Cali. 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 Yeah. Um, anyway, you guys had an episode called Homie Hoppers, and now I want to talk about relationship hoppers. Currently dating a girl who seems to always be in a new relationship, mm. and it's made me question the organic connection of ours. Yes. She recently moved here to California and had a BF lined up that she met online. Wow. Uh, we met about nine months after she moved and she told me she's never had a connection like ours and we're soulmates. Upon further inspection, let's call it a conversation, I found out the dude she started seeing when she got here was staying with her within two weeks, watching her dogs and going to work events with her. Apparently the guy got shot because the lady's gaga. Um, The lady is gaga. Uh, Keep in mind she gave me a key after two weeks. She said they were never serious uh, knowing more about her past through just combo, though, I noticed all her relationships last around two, three months uh, with a few exceptions. She's been with more than a handful of partners, but she's never had great sex until us. Uh, recently, we nice. were talking about a vacation and she immediately said no. Doesn't want to bump into an ex there, making me believe she might have feelings for him still. Also, is the ex going to be on every vacation? Um, she also said she never, uh, whatever. Guys, I'm wondering if I have a chronic can't-be-alone situation here, a.k.a. relationship hopper. Uh, what's known, I think, in two kind of terms, uh, serial monogamist. Yes. Um, but My nightmare. Yeah, this woman is uh, a bad news. No, you can't. The, I don't know. I have friends like this, so I don't want to totally like move, bash. boyfriend. I just find it. I think everyone's a little motivated. It's like guys get girlfriends for sex and stuff like that. But this is, we- it gets to the point where it's weird. Yeah. There's no and like dishonest this- and contradictory. Or like, eh. Right. Exactly. No, I just, mm, I don't, I know women do like being in relationships and that security and stuff, but she's lining up dudes. Like you, you know, if that guy worked out, would she be, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I don't trust it and if he feels this way it's for a reason it's not because he's being insecure i think there's where there's smoke there's fire i don't trust her hmm. unfortunately do you interesting no i don't tr- i'd be gone you what, what do you mean what, what are you gonna say i think say i'm going on vacation to that place <laughs> i know she's not coming i'll tell you what you anything you want me to tell your boyfriend <laughs> your fake boy like i don't even know what the fuck she's talking about once you catch somebody in enough contradictions it's kind of over Right, it's like, like who are uh, you? You're fucking either a liar or dumb. Right. So, what? Which do you want me to put on cause of death on your on your toe tag? Should I put liar or dumb? Um. He also closed the letter by saying, "Take it sleazy. I'm out. Goodbye. I like it. Take it sleazy, and I'm out." Is what oh, he wrote. you know what this reminds me of? That have you seen that episode of Rick and Morty where there's like a dating app, and they keep uh they keep finding their love mate immediately mm-hmm. like it's like neil it's always been you and then will comes in and it's like no it's will it's like it's like i think sometimes she some people are like 
It's they it's buy just, the story and they want to believe that they're so like, I'm just blessed and I love right. love. Yeah. And it's like, yo, no, this is different than the last one. This is da da da. And the immediate, anytime it's immediate too soon, especially with a guy, if a guy's like way too into it, way too soon, I'm like men aren't like built like this. Toe tag time. You got mail. During the Texas segment in your last episode, I uselessly observed that New York is pretty much the Texas of democratic cities. We act like it's so great and ignore that we live in and walk in closets for the sake of bagels and public transportation, uh, which is really a homeless shelter on wheels at this point. I don't know why, you, why you're bringing them into it. But don't worry, Bill de Blasio is organizing flash mobs to dance in the street and bring back the culture. Uh, I don't... I know what he means... Texas's thing is that they act like they're not dependent on America. They, they're not part of America and that they're not dependent on funding from the central government. Right. New York is gross. <laughs> <laughs> New York is very gross. It's a real point. It's a good, it's an interesting point in life where you go, this place is gross, where it's everything's filthy everything you cannot there's they don't have a power washer powerful enough to wash new york it's (laughs) it's the grind it's a hundred years it's it's uh it's the it's the vincent price thriller it's the funk of forty thousand years (laughs) it really is like wow and you can't get light there's too many big buildings you cannot see light like the average you wake up in California and you're like, this is nice mm. sunshine at 930. You wake up in New York and you're like, did I sleep until 515? And then you, <gasps> really? and, it's, and it's 11. <laughs> you cannot get access. Like there's right. brick. It's you have, just everything. You have a, an hour. Yeah. Um, so. You don't miss it. I mean, I miss the stimulation. That's what you get in New York is you get a lot of reps. Mm. You get to judge thousands of people a day. It's good. I mean, walking here versus walking in New York. Not, you just... bump into like eight people and ten dogs. Goodbye. <laughs> um, You've got hello, mail. Hello, Bianca. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the topic. <laughs> uh, Neil, it's been a while since you talk about the fats. It's a subject I'm curious about in regards to, one, you're consorting with Mother Aya, and two, the new one-man show you're working on regarding self-acceptance. My question is, has your viewpoint on chubbies changed? Chubby change. I'm a chubby changer. Chubby changer. <laughs> um, today, I somehow landed on a podcast interview with Sonia Renee Taylor, who, where she was talking about the new book, The Body is Not an Apology. Apology. Uh, you can kind of guess what the basis of the books might be based uh, but I was uh, really intrigued by one particular insight she gives. The breakdown essentially is that any kind of judgment on the human body is in direct support of the systems meant to maintain power uh, by the white patriarchal capitalist control. Meaning body shaming or disgust for any human being is a rung on the ladder of the same system that is supported by racism. Uh, it, this, yeah. goes this, is long, this goes on this and is on. A- Long. Yeah, ass. she actually had a long ass letter paragraph, and I cut it, and it was still long. Lady, I tried to help. You can't uh, be helped. What's the skim it? Anyways, what'd you think? Uh, Neil, you often say shame works, but I think I disagree. It encourages self hate, not healing. That's not very Aya potential obnoxious catchphrase. Um, <laughs> She's funny. From, from the people who brought you, that's so Raven. Uh, that's not so Aya. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't. Uh, I. The fats are tough for me. They are. The fats are tough for me because. I see it as a simple uh, gluttony issue. It's like the Catholic in me sees gluttony. Why? Why? At one point, though, because it isn't. If there, I believe that there is a there's a small percentage of people who eat the appropriate amount of calories per day and gain weight. I just don't think it's a big percentage. What I mean is. So when you say, oh, sometimes I feel like gluttonous and like fat people or very overweight people have a mental issue, but you're not talking about someone who's out of shape. You're talking about someone that's like morbidly obese, right? Somebody uh, like out of shape, like the proper BMI. I mean, not tight, like a little gut, a little like floppy arm, a little... Yeah, I mean, what what do I think of that? No, 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 no. I'm saying that when you say you think someone has mental health issues, like untreated mental health issues, it's the like just constantly ballooning and gaining weight. I don't think you're talking about everyone yeah, yeah, who's yeah. Like the, overweight. Yeah, anybody, who, if you're like within the BMI, if your doctor doesn't say anything. Right, so, but there's a lot of people who are just that. And maybe you're, and you're not attracted to that. Obviously, you're not attracted to someone who's morbidly obese. Most people aren't unfortunately for them but let's just talk about not i don't that. i would take it out of attraction even because okay. that's not attraction i'm just saying for you your issue right yeah is like you've said you know you like fit bodies you mm-hmm. think that's the best thing and yeah, I'm not, me and the entire medical profession like fit i'm not bodies. saying you only i'm just talking yeah. i'm trying to get to a point so if if someone's just out of shape mm-hmm. right like, yeah. do you think they deserve as much shame or judgment as someone who is morbidly obese? Because I don't think we make a, we don't really make a distinction between the two. We just say fat. Yeah, I mean, I guess morbidly obese, um, the word morbid makes me seem like a real jerk, but. Uh, you didn't coin it. Frank um, Lutz did. Yeah. Uh, the, I just, I don't think. I think it's uh, like debt or smoking or drug addiction or any of the things that are easier easier to avoid uh, when you're – maybe it's easier when you're white, right? It might just be easier to um, avoid all those pitfalls. But it's still not easy. Right. I want to eat sugar all the time for fucking every meal, literally every meal. I can't. I can't because it's it's just not healthy. Um, and so that's my thing is 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 expecting sympathy. It's Bird did that joke about he's like I'm sick of seeing fat people crying on TV. Oh my god! And that was set up. <laughs> And but it was about how uh, on the Biggest Loser all these people crying. He's like, you're not for some reason you're leaving out the amazing <laughs> feats of eating that you did. Like he and then he goes, I had a roommate who used to buy Ben and Jerry's, let it melt, and then drink it. Oh, that's so nasty. That's like again, is that what? Am, how much sympathy do I have to have for that person who's doing this thing? 
that's completely abnormal and completely beyond the pale. That's what, and I don't think that's the average fat person (laughs) is drinking Ben and Jerry's. But Burr's point is like, you have these incredibly wild rock and roll nights of eating. You gotta, you know, eventually it'll get you. You know, Rick James fucking died fairly young from being, someone said, from an acute case of Rick James. (laughs) <laughs> like you you will there is a price to pay for this stuff and i at the same time i know rehab for drugs rehabilitation works better than punishment i also think shame works it's gotten smokers it's reduced smoking massively mm. and even the tobacco companies think about like what the oil companies are doing now with climate change stuff like <laughs> jobs and the tobacco company we were just like shut the fuck up right shut up shut up shut up shut up because the deaths were very provable so that's my take on it i i i wish them health i don't not like fucking get off my property (laughs) i just i i wish them health and i think if they were more uh disciplined with their self they'd be they'd be uh we'd all be in better shape now literally yeah we'd be in better shape but like and i'm very disciplined and that's what kind of what people don't like about me whether they realize it or not <laughs> hey keith all right i heard keith crying i did too <laughs> hey buddy hey. Hey. Song yeah i really did you get stuck on him stairs <laughs> goodbye Hey guys, heard your podcast, started wondering why we haven't truly embraced the double-blind experiment process in our justice system. Couldn't we fix our racially and economically biased system by just putting everyone in separate rooms, using type-to-talk apps and redacting other irrelevant info? Sounds like the only problem might be that juries and judges uh, would be more dispassionate with their sentences to which every black person in America would chuckle and reenact the Kermit sipping the tea meme. I'm pretty sure the rich would eventually find a workaround, but short term, it would motivate the system to create a pro- uh, appropriate sentencing for everybody. And it's better than what we currently have. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's absolutely, you shouldn't even know the, you shouldn't know the gender. You shouldn't know the race. You shouldn't, you should know the circumstances and the crime or the alleged crime. Um, but like, yeah, it's all, it's the whole thing is corrupt. Yeah. Once you know about by like human bias, it's like, okay, well, so we'll go, they should have gone from the study about bias to the courthouse. (laughs) Like, okay, well this doesn't work. So we need to redesign this, but it's, it's the, I never thought about, has anybody proposed double blind? Uh, well, I don't know what double means in this case i don't either but just i just blind. mean blind um i don't know i feel like sweden probably thought about it right <laughs> how do sweden you make think a blind i guess it's how do you yeah it like uh the defendant a yeah you just don't say their name you yeah. don't say anything that can alert to no, where they are, he but. she it, uh, they no potato head potato head then potato head entered the store <laughs> And take took out his potato gun <laughs> and shot Miss pa- No shot no, Potato I, Head B uh, in the 
eye of the potato. You get it, guys? For example. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, you got mail. Uh, recently, I was listening to the podcast and was hearing both of you speak about countries or states like Texas with little government intervention. Oh, this is a good apology. Okay. This is a Neil Gone apologize. Come on. Um, the argument was quite solid. It was about uh, Republicans' view of small government. The argument was quite solid when you highlighted how countries with no government involvement in the lives of the citizens tend to lack adequate investment infrastructure and uh, generally good quality of life. Uh, but when Neil said, you want to see small government go to Rwanda, I couldn't help to think how bad of an example that was. Rwanda's <laughs> government is extremely large in, compar- in comparison to other countries with similar population size and involved in people's lives, the government is. And uh, as it heavily spends in government programs and public infrastructure from roads to public housing to schools. It's uh, to the point that the government created a day called Umaganda, uh, or National Cleanup Day, which makes all citizens clean up their cities and towns the last Saturday of each month to make Rwanda the cleanest and most well-paved country in Africa. Thereby totally contradicting your point about the government being strong because they make the people do it. Um, I have a great cleaning lady. She makes you clean the house up yourself. The Rwandan government is also quite strict and at times politically repressive, but two things it is presently not, uh, which are small and uninvolved. I love the podcast, and both of you are very knowledgeable, but I just think choosing the country, which seems to be the first presumably fucked up country that came to mind for Neil, continues the all too familiar and inaccurately generally generalized perspectives about Africa and structures in this highly diverse continent. Yes. Africa. Signed Trevor Noah. What? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. But in our defense, we went, you went for Rwanda because of the genocide in the 90s. I went, yes. Right? I went for Rwanda. I actually thought about when I read this letter, why I went for Rwanda. Because I had Ghana on my mind. Ghana on my mind. Ghana on my mind. Um, and Nigeria in it's got that heart. word in it. <laughs> oh. So I just like What'd let me not say? let me stay away from it. And which leaves Chad. Chad, of course, who <laughs> sounds like a, a guy. Uh and like, there's a, it's not an easy it's not a dunk. And then there's North Africa like you know, again, I hear you, but also I hear myself. Right. Um, no, he's got a good point. No, and he's got a great point. I just mean uh, the funny that the cleaning yourself, cleaning self service is not a good government policy. No. if you're trying to show how great the government is. <laughs> um, uh, yes. So, so there you go, everybody. When you're yeah. done with Ghana, keep on walking <laughs> to Rwanda. Bring a broom. It's on the other side of the country. From goodbye. What I understand. You've got hello, mail. Neil and Bianca. Thanks for the podcast. New active listener. You guys are great. Down to business. I grew up with a lot of verbal emotional abuse. I grew up in a lower middle class home, uh, upwardly mobile. Um, I'm one of three girls, each of us two years apart, born in 69, 71, and 73. My father was a drunk and a bully to all of us, my mom included. He's still a bully, and mom is still with him. He treats her like garbage. Uh, I've uh, recently decided not to see them anymore, but still feel intense guilt. They didn't beat up or starve me but I feel like garbage when I'm around them. I can't explain why, but being around them makes me feel pretty sick. Despite a lot of abuse, all three of us kids did well and surpassed our parents academically and professionally with zero guilt. Uh, I'm sorry, with zero parental support. 
We still all have issues, though. My siblings make me feel very guilty for hanging on to past abuse and grudges against my parents, so it's very hard to interact with them also, and I'd rather not. Is it okay to completely leave your family of origin behind and not look back? Why do I feel such intense guilt about doing it? Very conflicted. Can't think of a cute way to end this. <laughs> that was it. The first step is admitting that you can't think of a cute way to end the email. Uh, I've been pretty clear about this. Yes. Self-care, number one. Uh, and then everybody else, number two. <laughs> so if it's just not healthy for you, don't do it. And just say, I don't, it, I'm, it's not healthy for me. Yeah. And without even the expectation that they're going to come back having learned or anything, to be like, this isn't healthy. That's not a good way to talk to people. I don't like that tone. But that's what families do is they just, everybody regresses. Yeah. Um, you're, you have a dip, you have a more Panamanian take on this. <laughs> Middle Eastern Panamanian take. No, I, I just, I don't know. We've talked about it a bunch before, but. I think it'd be very hard for me to cut off my family, even though they wreck my head a lot. Uh, I just have bad, I think I grew up with a bad sense of boundaries between people, friends, family. I don't have- You and your mom feel like friends more. You feel more like girlfriends. No, I'm like her parent. Okay. So that, we have tension because I tend to over- like police what she's doing a lot and uh she's doesn't like it obviously so we have our own special (laughs) yeah yeah so it's the roles are a little bit reversed there but um i think my issue that i've realized is and i've said it before growing up i thought not having boundaries and being able to take it with was strength like i can handle yeah. anything well that's the thing that they trick you into thinking yeah and it's actually weakness because saying to someone hey you i don't like the way you make me feel and yeah. i need to take a step back way harder scarier uncut more uncomfortable to do that that's really in my opinion now that's the strength the strength is if you really want to be a strong-minded person and and um consider yourself like oh i can handle anything like then handle boundaries because that shit's scary yeah so I would say start your journey and start just getting familiar with like what your boundaries are. Cause sometimes you don't realize you needed certain boundaries or you didn't think it was possible to have boundaries with family because they're your family. And it's like, you're not allowed. You're not really allowed to say like, no, not today. I, you didn't, you know, whatever your the whole thing are. is an exercise in a lack of boundaries. Like we're yeah. all in the same house. <laughs> I have the key to your house. Right. No, open your door. Uh, it, it's just, yeah. it's so, I think you have to start the, start the relationship with your boundaries and understand where they are. Because that took me a really long time to understand like, Oh, I don't like, like I, it, it almost reminds me of, I've never liked sweets mm-hmm. even as a kid. And I think I went to somebody's house when I was in the seventh grade, one friend of mine. And I was like, oh, do you have any soda or juice? She's like, oh, we don't drink that. I don't, I don't like sweets. And it, it blew my mind that I didn't have to drink soda. And I thought to myself, I fucking hate soda, but I didn't know I had the option not to drink Wait, it. Wait, you didn't know you didn't have the option when you went to the other person's house? No, in life, we give kids soda so much. Yeah. Like, it's just like, soda, juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't yeah. aware as a kid that 
you could just say, I don't like this. I don't want Hawaiian punch. Like yeah. I don't want high C. Yeah. I don't want to ecto cooler, even though it was delicious. Like I don't want this shit. And I always was like, no, and you if have they to- make you drink it. Kids say they molested. you. <laughs> it's the best. Make a documentary saying that they molested. Neil. And I will defend the doc. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, so the wrong person. Probably. Um, so yeah, just your boundaries are good. Boundaries. Boundaries are good. There's a problem down the line, which I have, which is when what? when does a boundary become a wall? But Oh, that's interesting. So when have you felt your boundaries have become? I was used to be very codependent and have no boundaries. And then I overcompensated for by having strict boundaries and strict rules and if you can believe it. Wow. Uh, it's strict, like, why, why, I right. would get mad. Yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago, but. Is there a way to come meet in the middle? Somebody made the observation that it's a boundary is a wall with doors. Yeah. So, you know. But how do you go from not being like, eh, with your with your rules? Uh, you just you feel it out. What is, what is, uh. Have you worked on it? I feel like you still need to work on it. Well, that's between you. <laughs> you just crossed a boundary. I'm sorry. Uh, so guess who? Guess who's working on it now? <laughs> you are, dear. <laughs> Goodbye. You've got Hey, mail. I'm one of those people you described who's against D'Elia. Uh, he probably can't ever win me back. Did you ever? Did you notice in D'Elia's video that he didn't mention any of the reasons why people were mad at him? Uh, no one was upset that he was hooking up with his adult fans. He wasn't canceled because he cheated on his fiance. It was the flashing, coercion, and inappropriate interactions with underage girls that upset everyone. Uh, he didn't mention any of that in the video, not even to deny it. Delia saying all my hookups were consensual and legal was the closest he came to acknowledging the actual reason he was canceled. The rest of the video was just self-flagellation for a sex addiction no one cared about. Like Neil said, most guys would message tons of women if they were in Delia's position. And as a woman, I'd argue that most women wouldn't care. Seemed odd to me that neither of you guys mentioned how Delia's video was an attempt to change the narrative from man who grooms teen girls to man suffering from sex addiction. Any thoughts on that? She's Bianca, you have a lot to answer. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I can respond to this. I don't... We can both respond. Yeah, I don't think he groomed teen girls. Oh, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I just don't I just, think he groomed teen girls. I don't think that there's proof of him grooming teen girls. And I don't, I think the when he said it was legal and consensual, I think the girls that he messaged the minute he knew they were underage, he stopped messaging them. So that's what I saw. But I, I think I saw the same thing. I saw him respond to, yeah. oh, you're not legal. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But I don't think that's the point. I think it's, Let's just say his opinion was, I didn't groom anybody. Like, say, like, hey, I got canceled for X reason. I didn't do these things. Like, at least, I think what everyone is saying, and I heard this after we talked about it, and it made me think, was... We, hey, go. Oh, my God. Go. He doesn't like us talking about the layup. What it? Hey, what go, if, go, go. What if there's an earthquake and he's sensing it? That would be so great for the podcast. Go, go. What are you feeling, boy? Good buddy. Go. So, Keep going. Go. Go, Keith. Oh, no. Sorry. Go. I did the wrong. Keith, go. I did the wrong. Go. I did the wrong. Go. Go. No, you're bringing oh, no. it back. No, no, you're bringing it back. Go, buddy. Go. 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 Go, Keith. Go. Good boy.
Good boy. Good boy. All right. Okay. Um, so let's just, regardless of what you think he did, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about the actual video. He did, they're right. Like he didn't really address much. He said he's cheated and he did say stuff about like having, like I've, I've only had consensual, consensual sex. Yeah. So he didn't really just like attack head on the allegations or the things that got him canceled. Do you think if you're going to make a video after all this time, maybe it would have been more fruitful to just attack the elephant in the room? Because I do feel like there was still an elephant when he after the video, you know, it's not like he didn't say. Yeah, I just thought he covered it that I thought when he by saying legal and consensual and that they released. A, his lawyer somebody released uh the proof of the him going no thank you why not say i didn't do the things that i didn't groom anybody i didn't do it. if you like why not this, this do is that? where it gets into this emotional thing of mm. like well i wanted th- it's like I, the guy's been in the penalty box for a year oh, he no, lost a lot they're they're also gonna he didn't lose anything he's already lost a lot right right so I just feel like everyone wants these a la, a la carte or, or like uh, they want they want uh, apologies to to their specifications, you know. But if you are accused of something, isn't it? Isn't it better to say if you're like, I didn't do this shit, isn't it better to not talk about what's going on with you, but just at least clear cut say I did not do this at all i did not groom anybody like because they there's specific words attached to it right so yeah. why not just hit them and be like uh, i i the partially it's i'm sure a lawyer told him like don't say this you may want to say stay in this area stay out right. of that area i don't know if that's applicable to this but that's when we were passage. talking about it. it's like how does someone let's just take it away from delia because i'm just asking like just all the questions. What do you do in this situation? You know? Yeah. So let's just take away from him. What do you do when you're sa- you're saying I'm innocent and the, these allegations and the court of public opinion has already made you guilty. Do you go after it? Do you say really plainly, like I didn't do any of these things or do you just kind of say your piece with it? And not have to do this dance or I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to understand what's the right way to go about it. Because this person's saying he should have said he should have attacked the allegations head on. The what he was accused of is is illegal and non-consensual. Right. So the exposing himself um, and the grooming and the other one. Underage girls. Right. Are all either illegal or not consensual. Right. And by saying I don't, I didn't do that, I think I, it didn't bother me in terms of like, he's not talking about Because I just, that's, that's under that umbrella. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's uh, the bespoke apology is what I was looking for, the term I was looking for. Dan Harmon had a good one a couple years ago. That yeah, have you ever listened to his apology album? It's pretty good. Uh, but he, but his was vaguer and more personal. 
It was like uh, it psychological with a writer, female writer under power dynamics and all kinds of shit. His that's why his was good too because the charges were like vague, and he was pretty openly apologetic. Like he seemed completely apologetic. I thought Chris was apologetic. I didn't. It didn't feel staged or like. Um, like I don't think that was take three. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it just seemed like that's how he felt, and uh, but I think it's a matter of it's 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 uh, bringing legalese to an emotions fight. He's bringing legalese to a thing where he needs to project sorrow and contrition. I'll give you that it wasn't that much contrition like in terms of like emotion like in terms of like what did you like act in class like okay what did he what was he giving us there like he wasn't like over it was kind of like more than i usually uh, than i've seen him give but uh but i personally don't have that problem because all the things she mentioned fell under that to me do you when people so let's just in general when people do get canceled like this do you think it's better to just disappear and not say anything? Or do you think it's better to like attack it head on because Louis touring, you know? Delia could tour. You think he could tour? Yeah. And not have like many issues. I mean, if Louis didn't, he won't. Right. You just go, you just, you just, it, the places aren't as big. You know, that's it. And they're all dudes. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's just no dude, no women. Um, uh, even serial killers get no. Women of course, in there's like that. There's the rich like... Ramirez. He should dress like he should have a pentagram <laughs> on his hand. If you'd go out, if you go back out, Chris. Um, so <laughs> I think you. I don't. I think you. I'm just wondering. What I is... think Dan Harmon's was the best one because he actually sounded uh, considerate more than anybody. I, yeah, I didn't. Hear it that. wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it just, I don't know. It just, Aziz's and Chris's and Louie's and they've all kind of done it in different ways. I'm trying to think, okay, if you've ever, ow, if you, as a someone that, you know, we've all been in, had our opinion about someone from afar. Like we've all been part of the jury of yeah. public opinion. What do you want to hear? Like, I'm just thinking of a, a racist, whatever, Karen type. Do I, I want, I, but there, do I now wanna, it's all so pre- it's also prescribed of like, say this. Right. Do I want, if I have do heard I care? Anyone. Yeah. It's I, the people who are like, you nigger, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Record it. I don't yeah. care who yeah, sees yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I never don't meant know to hurt what came over me. Anybody. Yeah. So, and I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about Chris. I'm just saying that's when I think of those people apologizing. I think it's I'm the like, feeling. You motherfucker. I think liar. it's the feeling. What feeling are you giving me? That's it. Like, that's it. Aziz yeah. gave a lot of contrition and to which people of varying degrees are like, why was, what's he contrite about? That's a whole other issue. But yeah, um, it's a matter of contrition. And then the other thing is kids. Huh? Meaning all these guys have kids. 
And the thing that impedes maverick uh, 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 behavior is knowing that your kid can pay the price for it. Mm. So, kid, um, Chris, obviously being a new a new dad is probably like like I need to provide. And so when people are like, they should have gone on. It's like they don't, you know. Aziz doesn't have kids, but um, Aziz wanted to be accepted back in the winter circle. Right. Aziz, so, I just, it's, I feel like we're in the wild west of like, what do you do when you're on the other side of things? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, do you just say, well, I had a good run? Because entertainment is so reputation based. Yeah. It's not like, He's getting chased out of California, you know? Mm. It's just, it's get reputation-based. So, I I don't know. It's weird. It's just a weird beast. Like, yeah, what to do with your reputation? Un- How to repair it? Yeah. Is it? Is there some reputations that are beyond? Is Can you... Or also, we also forget shit very quickly. If as people. If you, got a, if you got a hit, you got a bop. If you got a bop. Uh, yeah, I don't... There's no... Dan Harmon's was good, but there's no real... Uh, good, clear way to do it. Um, sit, buddy. Sit, 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 buddy. Sit. Okay. Are you talking to Will three. or Keith? Sit. Or Kevin Hart. <laughs> um, Goodbye. You've got mail. One more. What do you mean? One more? Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Y'all been listening since day one. Um, I'm 26 year old black male in a relationship with 26 year old white woman. Oh, the other nice. night we had a discussion about Rachel Dolezal not being able to get hired. Did we read this? Uh, Since she was discovered not no. actually being black. I told my girlfriend that as a black person, uh, I wouldn't take a course about African or African American studies taught by a person that wasn't black. She thought that this was closed minded to me, and I was completely <laughs> confused by that. What do you guys think? Appreciate y'all. Take care. This is similar to gay people should only play gay people. If there's a captivating white person or Latin person or whatever who can knows African-American history really well and can teach it really well, then a less than optimal black teacher. What do you mean less than optimal black they're teacher? They're just a worse teacher. Or. Uh, Maybe there's, there's less not persuasive available. or yeah, no, I'm saying like literally a B. Okay. African-American studies, white woman who's very charismatic, very knowledgeable, very just ha- that sit is, she is open and just a good teacher and a black person, same accreditation in terms of education, not as good a teacher. I don't know. That's a tough one. Right. But it's, it, I don't think it's open and shut. I don't think it's like, yeah, gotta go with the Bible. You can still take the lessons that the white person tells you. I, I don't know. I've had a lot of college professors. And sometimes even if you read on like ratemyprofessor.com or whatever the fuck it is now, uh, sometimes you just, I've had bad teachers that I've gleaned plenty from. That weren't that persuasive. I don't know. I think I would prefer. Right. But I don't. But they have the same knowledge. No, no. I understand. But there's some sort. There's some African-American history. The black woman's going to have knowledge. The white person doesn't have it all. Obviously. 
right? So I don't, that's what there's an ad. I mean, if we're going to get the same history, if you're talking about like history up until the time they're both right. born, let's say their they're history up to black history, no, up I, to yeah, the civil rights I, movement, neither one of them were alive. Right. Right. I don't, mm. I, to me, obviously I'm biased cause I'm, uh, I I've said shit that ended up in black people's act. Yeah. That was based on a historic thing that they didn't, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I don't think that it's worse. Once the person has the knowledge, who gives a shit where they got it? I, I okay. So for example, in there's a few classes, a German class and a French class, and maybe it's a little different, but I had two particular teachers that were American and I, they were worse teachers. Right, right, but that's a different. I know thing. it's different, but they they yeah. they knew they were exactly proficient in French than any other teacher than and in German than all of my other teachers. The American woman was the head of the German department, but still, I got she was much pure. Go ahead. <laughs> I got much more from the German teacher, and not because you know pronunciation or technically no, I didn't get much more, but they taught with a familiarity that the American person couldn't. So I have to kind of use that as a measure. I feel like that's a different thing. If In you're teaching black, a language. But if you're black and teaching African-American history and you can maybe like, I don't know, like uh, tie, tie it, it into. Yeah. yeah. So what, that's, that's what is different. Because it's not that it's not that the American, my Frau Mela, you know, it's not like they taught me incorrect German. And it's actually a better example because there's only one way to teach German, regardless of who you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's either like D, dare, or das, and it and those are rules that are already set. So regardless of if it's you or me or a German person, it, if you know, there's only one way to do it. So if someone is black and teaching African American history, I feel like I would prefer to t- get it from a black person. I don't know. I, I of course, like you prefer. You know what I mean? Like, it's like feels better. But what I'm saying is if they're not as good a speaker or there's shit about them that makes them a worse. I don't even remember. I don't even know how what makes people good But the problem is you're making the black one worse. So if they're all the same, yeah, go to the black one. But there's nothing about this was that there was a, you know, you're, you're kind of hacking the, the, the. Scenario. I told my girlfriend that I was as a black friend wouldn't take a course about black or African American studies taught by a person that wasn't black. Right. He wouldn't take the class. I know. What I'm saying is that you're hacking it into one is a worse option and one is a better option. So it's like, oh, well, no, okay, I'm saying if you, he's, uh, if it's I'm just saying like, one is white or you don't take the class and he's going, okay, let's do that. It. One is white. Or That's what he's saying. Yes, I know, but that's not what you were saying. Oh, yeah, but I'm so, the, the next logical thing is, does a person who's teaching about that thing have to be that thing? I think it's... They're in, depending on what uh, study, it's better when they are. If I had to take a class and you're the only professor that's teaching it, obviously I'm going to take the class. Thank you. You know, I was like, gonna just play his reel of saying class is full. The N word. Class is full, you can't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. So, so there we go. We solved racism. Solved it. Uh, we'll save that one for next week. Guys, 
what a podcast. Oh my we God. were both, we I think, good. very good. Daniel Kaluuya came by. We had a guest. We had a guest. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. I tried to get another guest and he didn't. Can we have a fa- one of your famous friends every other pod? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I was trying to get Arsenio to come talk about <gasps> coming to America. but I uh, love Arsenio. Didn't, didn't text me back. Um, Now's the time. Go. 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 You can play the musical. Um, Uh, We don't have to take the shit. We don't have to take the shit. Bye. Goodbye.